French fried potatoes. One more. potato, two potatoes, three potatoes, 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 potatoes more. Five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes more. One potato, two potatoes, three potatoes more. Five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes more. Potatoes. Welcome to the Potato League Podcast with your hosts, Dan and Tom. Thanks, TJ. Thanks, right. TJ. If you just heard like two and a half seconds of silence, then I did not do the thing that I just told Dan I was going to do, <laughs> which is uh, take out the background noise and then cut that three seconds out. So if there was a little gap there, it was and, intentional and, but unintentional. And the whole TJ intro that's hopefully there now that we're not playing it oh, off, that's, my, off yeah. my phone. Yeah, that's definitely there. Thank you to TJ. Um, he's emailed me a copy of the uh, theme song and... Uh, so now I've got it preloaded at the beginning, and then we play through. So there's we're in the basement, so there's always hot water heater humming. Uh, right now there's a, a washing machine spinning behind us. So hopefully what I did there in that three seconds, I can erase all that from the, the rest of the recording. YouTube says I can. So Whoa, and I wrong. and I tried it a couple times and it I mean it works. Uh, we'll see how it works on a you know a 90 minute <laughs> thing. Um, so anyway, welcome to episode 210. Yes. 210. Sure. With our new introduction by TJ. With our new introduction. Newish. It's the same, but different. Yes. Um, reason being, he didn't have the original copy, so I don't know if he built it all from scratch or, uh, or what, but, uh, it's now, the intro should sound better, even <laughs> on top of being you a mean hell of a lot better easier. better than playing it off my phone? Or mine. <laughs> uh... Yeah, and just holding it up. Yeah. So hopefully that'll be an audio improvement. And of course, learning how to do that, I got into the noise canceling thing a little bit, and then I watched a couple on how to make the, the voices. Well, I was gonna say sound our, better. Our, our levels look better than they usually do. Well, I changed the project rate. That's what I would have done. Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what it does. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. We'll see how the the uh, the this recording. M- this comes might out. be the best sounding episode. Or the worst. Of all time. Or the worst. Yeah. Uh, we don't know. That's the excitement of it. Um, I wish we had important things to say. I know, but we don't. We've both, uh, you're, I'm still on my, I have held up, um, I'm very I'm satisfied with myself. I've held up my one a day pace, even through a normal work week. Nice. Which is saying something. Well, I, I did before break too, but like, it was kind of like a lead up to thing. And then I was going to kind of cut it after that. But um, I kept it up all week. And a lot of it is due to what uh, you talked about, I think, maybe last week, was um, I'm not holding myself to, I've got to watch this one. Uh-huh. There might be something that wasn't even on my watch list, and I've, I'll watch that. That's what Hot Rod was. Yeah. Well, although I guess that was technically on my list because I put it on there last week, but I watched Hot Rod this week. I, I saw. Oof. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. But. Eh. No, yeah, I've, I've also this year... Not really. I've allowed myself some more leeway. Yeah. It's like I have, I have at least two to three movies a week I have to watch for my blog. Right. Other than that, not so much. Yeah. So I've 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 been I've been allowing myself to kind of go with the flow. And it's we like, have. You know what? If I want to watch a double feature of Kong movies, I'm going to watch a fucking double feature of Kong movies today. I would have chosen not to do that. Where I, are you? I, I'm I, I'm actually quite pleased with it. I know. I I just I I can't watch either. Oh, like I, I had no memories 
I feel like I'd probably seen the 76 one. Oh, definitely. At one point along the way, but I have no memories That's of it. That's the, uh, the one with... Uh, with the dude. Jeff Bridges. But what's... Uh, the, the Jessica Lange? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Her, in her debut, I'm going to graciously call it acting performance. Um, she's come a long way, talent-wise. Because I mean, that woman has now won an Oscar and an Emmy. Yeah. And in that movie, she is garbage. Really? She is so unbelievably bad. There's one scene, because a- Andrea had never seen it as well. Uh, she she saw, like, the Peter Jackson Kong once and, and watching it, and had never seen this one. And there's this one scene where Kong drops her off in a pool of water so that she can bathe because right. she fell in the mud. Sure. And then he picks her up and blow dries her off with his mouth. Gross. And she gets super horny over it. Yikes. There was <clears throat> a lot of weird sex stuff going on in this one. I wonder if it's uh, got a lot to do with the... I mean, when that movie was made, it was not... People weren't used to... Actors were not used to acting to nothing. And yeah. she was acting to nothing a lot. and yeah. Or... A big prosthetic hand. That being said, though, it looks pretty good. Like they they did it. They they at least made the smart choice of making the Kong scenes at night, so wow. you don't get that weird ass halo effect around. Right. Um. The big, like animatronic hand, isn't awful. It. I mean, it it looks better than the like the Mister Fantastic hand in the Fantastic Four Roger Corman film. Definitely. Well, I mean, that wouldn't take much. No. But it's. It, it's a, I'm not going to say solid, because it's still 70s goofy. The Corman thing wasn't too bad, though, was it? Hmm? Or was it? Oh, no, he looked great. Yeah. Corman, the Corman it thing looked, looked good. It looked better than oh, the, the 90... Michael Chiklis hit one. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, there's some definite problems to it. The acting, uh, Charles Grodin is fucking all over the map with his, whatever the hell he's doing. But I like the fact that in the 76 version, it wasn't a film crew going to make a movie on oh. Skull Island. It's... An oil company executive looking to find untapped oil resources, and he thinks he's found it. Right. I I remember nothing about it, but I know my we my parents we watched it with my parents when I was yeah. a kid. But. Um. Yeah. I gave it. I think I gave it a three. Yeah. It's not great. It's not one I will rewatch over and over again. Even though Scream Factory is putting out like a collector's edition of it in like two months, that I know I'm gonna have to pick up. Just sure. For when I do things like this again, but yeah. I I was surprised how okay it was. It's not great, but for 1970s barely have the technology to make this type of movie, yeah. it, it works alright. Yeah. I, uh, I I mean, I remember very little, but I, I, I do... I have fond memories of that being like an early movie. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Because when you're a kid, you don't... You haven't watched 600 movies. You've watched like five. Especially yeah. like... And they come on NBC right. once a year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you get yeah. You watch uh, uh, Wizard of Oz once a year. Yeah. It's the greatest I, I, thing ever. I wonder if the, I'd like to know how the TV version is with the ending of that. Because let me tell you, they Sonny Corleone the shit out of Kong at the end. Oh of yeah, that, when he's on top of the, and in this version he, he climbs the twin towers instead of the Empire State Building. Sure, because I guess they want to show modern progress, right, or something. But yeah, they have. Um, it's at least in like the the. Even in the original one and, like, the Peter Jackson one, Kong has a fighting chance, at least, against the planes. He yep. managed to take a few out. And this one, they've just... biplanes. 
yeah, in this one they've just got some military helicopters with fucking miniguns attached. And they don't fly up right on him. They keep a good distance, and they just machine gun the ever-loving hell out of him. Poor Kong. It's brutal. <laughs> like, when I, when I say they Cindy Corley owned him, I'm not joking. Well, they I mean, just... It was only a couple of years after it was probably yeah, influenced. Yeah, there's an insane... Oh, it's... it's a, Andrea was like, how far was this after Bonnie and Clyde? And I'm like, only like six or seven years, so yeah. it's it's that level of gun violence, and it's bloody. Like, really fucking bloody. And I'm like, I maybe I saw this as a kid and I just blacked it out because of that. Well, <laughs> like, I think it's, I think when you watch it as a kid, it's almost cartoon violence. This one, I mean, it didn't seem like it, though. But you know what I mean? Like, the, the idea of, uh, He's still a big giant monkey. Yeah, the idea of slaughtering a giant ape is uh, more controversial. This sounds ridiculous. This is a ridiculous <laughs> conversation. Uh, more controversial now than it would have oh, been. Yeah. Well, when you're discussing Kong, um, ridiculousness is yeah. kind of built into the equation. Um, that, and that's the thing, like, I noticed, because when I watched the Peter Jackson one for the first time, it was his first film after Lord of the Rings. Right. I wanted Lord of the Rings. Again. I know, me too. That's why I've never watched it again. I did not, I did not want what came out of Kong, but it's it holds up fairly well. Some some of the, um, the I effects also, work is not great in certain moments. I also really didn't like Jack Black at the time. Yeah, I he was, holds up well. I was anti Jack Black at that yeah. point. Adrian Brody holds up well. Uh, I was probably also anti Adrian yeah. Brody. I was, was that not, like 2006, 5? Yeah, 6. I was not anti-Naomi Watts. No, I was not either. She's tremendous in yeah. it still. Uh, but they nailed the Kong facial expressions. Like, his emoting is off the charts. It's so good. And his rampage through New York is fun. The fights on Dinosaur on uh, Skull Island are great. Um, the battle where he attacks the T-Rex, even though he's often... Catching Naomi Watts between his feet as he's fighting. Oh. And you're like, that, that bitch would be so dead. Yeah. <laughs> be, there'd be some bones broken. Her neck is Mary jane yeah. six different times, yeah. you know. Um, but once you just lean into the fun of it, it's obvious Jackson was having fun sure. telling the story. Because I guess it was his favorite childhood film. So he couldn't back down from the chance to remake this. Right. I did not watch the extended cut this time around, because I remember the extended cut being, like, fucking way too long. I I feel like that's that's what I've seen. Probably. Because that's when it came it out. It was long. When it came out on home, it's still, like, a two-and-a-half-hour-long movie. But I remember when it came out on, on, on DVD, I watched the extended cut. Yeah. And it's, it's at least three hours long, and it's not as good. Like, when... With the Lord of the Rings films, I like the extended cuts more. Yes, me and, too. And they felt like they belonged in the film. They didn't yeah. feel jarring to have new scenes in there. With the Kong, it did. Yeah. And I remember just going, oh, this scene wasn't in there, and I can see. There's some cool stuff, but it fucked with the pacing. Yeah. And if you've got a two and a half hour long movie moving into the three hour territory, don't fuck with your pacing, because it makes it so easy to want to stop <laughs> Yeah, and it, it also, I don't know, you just, you just lose the plot. 
Yeah. You know, it's just, mm -hmm. why am I watching this now? Like, what what is this doing to add to my watch? I don't know. Um, it, it does lead nicely into, I watched the Donner Cut this week. <laughs> and I don't know if, what I said to you, but I, I, I yeah. just decided both versions suck. Well, that movie it, sucks. It's weird how it's, how it's seen as the Holy Grail. I know. It's like, not oh, very good. Like, when that got released, people were so thankful. It's like, yes, we finally get to see what Donner wanted to do. And it's like, I love Richard Donner as much as the next guy. Yeah. We would not have modern superhero films without his realistic portrayal. I'm saying that loosely. Because anyone who goes back and watches Superman... There's some unrealistic it's, shit happening there. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah and, and we're talking unrealistic as in, in addition to yeah. everything that you know about Any, Superman. Yeah, anything Superman-related, there's still some stupid shit in that film. Um, and some of the stupid shit that was in the original cut is not there. Like, uh, I, I had forgotten how ridiculous it is. Like, the cellophane S <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Like, that stuff's gone. That magically expands. So dumb. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing with this character? Yeah. Um, but man, that that uh, the Donner cut is just. It's. Yeah. Just, it, it, I think it's a shitty movie either way. Like, yeah. sorry. I know it's 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 so weird to think of how people are always very. I mean, for fuck's sake, um, what's his name? Brian Singer basically made a blowjob to that film. Yeah. With his Superman film. Yeah. And part of me is like, why are we so fucking reverent to this? Yeah. And that that's one of the things I liked a lot of, about the Zack Snyder Man of Steel is he doesn't bend over backwards to replicate that film. No, and it's not... Well, no. Uh, there's still a lot of the same elements, but... Mm -hmm. I don't know. The whole... Uh, in the... Original Superman 2, Brando is either in it very little or not at all. Not at all. They cut him out completely. Even though he still got paid for it. Yeah, he still got $10 million. Um, he's all through the Donner cut. Yeah, because they, they, they replaced him in the original with Superman's mall. Right. Yeah. Which I was fine with. I didn't yeah, care. The... I didn't, I, I've never been the biggest fan of, fan of Brando's Jor-El. He's just... Oh, he's clearly just reading off a script. Yeah. He's he's done no... Yeah. No work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's... He's there are really, really thought about what this character would be like. No. There are, and the fact that he says Krypton bugs me. <laughs> oh, it bugs the shit out of me. But he... There are, there are points in that that he is clearly just reading uh -huh. a script. And not... He's not even... He's not even acting. Yeah. He's just reading... Yeah, and getting $10 million. Like oh a million, of, like a, million a minute of screen time. It's crazy. In like 1978 or whatever time that was. And uh, even the funny thing about the Donner Cut is like now, because people will talk about the, the I guess you'll call it the Lester Cut. Yeah. Uh, that it's disjointed and all this stuff. And the same is true with the Donner Cut. There's, oh, yeah. it, I don't care that it was all the same guy and this is what he wanted. The whole... Superman going back to the bar because mm. oh I forget about this if you haven't seen the Donner cut he uses the fucking fly around the world back in time thing again mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. it was dumb the first time yeah, exactly. which and is what I was talking about with there's some unrealistic shit fuck. so 
he does the time machine thing, a time machine. He does the fly around the world backwards time thing, but yet still goes back to the diner mm -hmm. and everyone at the diner did did the asshole at the truck at the diner was he like who the fuck is this guy? Cuz he wouldn't Yeah. He's gone back into that that scene where Clark gets his ass kicked with no powers has never happened at this point. Yeah. So did Superman just go back to a diner <laughs> and beat the shit out of a and random beat guy? Beat the shit out of a random guy who has never seen him before. <laughs> that guy is now in like therapy for PTSD. Superman is the most petty motherfucker <laughs> on the planet. Yeah. Uh, Which is funny because like everything you know about Superman is like he would have used that time to go back and try to talk to that guy. Yeah. You know something very Supermanish. But instead, he goes back and humiliates and kicks the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> Not to say he doesn't deserve it. Yeah. The guy's an asshole. Yes, definitely. But at this point, he has never been an asshole to Clark. Correct. <laughs> and you're fucking Superman, dude. You... Yeah. Shake that one off, all yeah. right? <laughs> you need to be better. <laughs> yeah. Lex uh, Luthor is constantly trying to kill you, uh, and you don't go back and beat his ass before time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's... It's 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 not a good movie. Yeah. Um, and I'm for one who I don't care for Hackman's Luthor. No, honestly, no. Uh, we've said this before. No, there's why Clancy the 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 animated version of of Lex. I shouldn't say all of them, but I guess the Clancy Brown version of Lex. Why that's not the one to emulate? And I realize the Gene Hackman one was way before. But this jumps to Jesse Eisenberg. Why? Do, why do people keep doing this with this character? I don't understand. I it. don't. I don't know why they don't hire Clancy Brown for live action. Oh, I know. He's an actual on-screen on actor, actor as well, not yeah. just a voiceover actor. And he's terrifying as a human being. He would make a phenomenal Lex because I can believe him as being very smart and yeah. you know always having you know all these plans. But I can also picture him just being terrifying to be in the room with. Yeah. You know, just, he, he's a scary guy. Like, make him Lex. <laughs> the Gene Hackman Lex isn't even that smart. He's just smarter than Otis. Which is a very low baseline. Yeah. So and he's smarter than Mrs. Tessmacher. He's the classic um, douchebag that just surrounds himself with people dumber than him yeah. so he can feel smart. That's not Lex. No. And where the Eisenberg one is clearly brilliant, why does he sound like Mickey Mouse? Mm. And why that? Why, why is he acting that way? That's yeah, that not is, what yeah. that character is. I don't understand it. Yeah. yeah and then, uh, but then people, Eisenberg made weird choices yeah. in that film. And then people freak out if a character is black instead of white. Like, that's your issue, but you don't have a problem with it being a completely different Which we're about persona. to probably see a lot of in nerd news, because they just announced a day or two ago that uh, they've hired J.J. Abrams to produce a new Superman film right. with a script by Ta-Nehisi Coates. Right, yes. Which people, this also bugs me, people are automatically like, oh, so we're going to get the black Superman? Why? Because you hired a black fucking writer? Maybe, but... Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> that shouldn't be an automatic assumption. Guess what? Ta-Nehisi Coates wrote, is writing Captain America. Yeah. He's writing Steve Rogers, you know. Guess what? He's a talented fucking writer. He can write whatever he wants. If, and if he chooses to make Michael B. Jordan fucking Superman, so be it. Yep. Um, 
whatever. That's that's way less an issue than fundamentally changing the character. Because yeah. at that point, what are you doing? Why is he even Lex? Mm-hmm. Why are you even calling this character Lex Luthor if that's not who he's going to be? Yeah. If that's not what you're going to... Or she. I don't give a fuck who it is. Like, yeah. well, it's, it, it's like when they put important. um Bane in the Batman and Robin movie. Yeah. And he was just a mindless, big, hulking, mindless grunt. Yeah. It's like, why, why? Why? Why did you do that? Why did, why, why did that have to be Bane? Because only two things are going to happen. People who know who Bane is and people who don't. Mm-hmm. The people who know who Bane is are going to be fucking angry. Yeah. The people who don't aren't going to give a shit. Yeah. What are you doing? Same thing with Deadpool. Yep. What are you doing? That's the opposite <laughs> of that character. We're talking about, I'm talking about Origins. Origins. Yeah. Don't call him Deadpool then. Have it be someone else. Mm-hmm. Again, only two things gonna, are going to happen. The people who know who Deadpool is are going to be pissed. And the people who don't aren't going to give a fuck. <laughs> I, I just feel like Wolverine... I don't Origins, understand who that's for. I just feel like Wolverine Origins was like a, a game of, I bet I can piss him off more. Oh my god! And they just took turns. Like, well, yeah, well, I'm going to have him do this. Oh, yeah, that's fucked. Well, I'm going to have him do this. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that's they, really stupid. They just tried to one-up each other yeah. on who's going to piss off everybody the most. I, I, it's just, it's baffling that... Uh, because you can make... Uh, I mean, obviously, Logan was a, a kind of a different level of movie, but you can make an okay, you know, B-level Wolverine movie. They did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the Is it The Wolverine? The Wolverine, yeah, yeah. the second one. That was not bad. Yeah. That's not a bad... I fell apart completely in the third act. Oh, up, sure. It's up, fucking crazy stupid at the end. Up until that, I yeah. was on board. It um, seemed like James Mangold got to do what he wanted for most of the film. Yeah. And then at the end, they're like, well, he's got to fight a big robot samurai. <laughs> and he was like... Can you do a samurai Iron Man? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the end is pretty fucking stupid. Yeah, I um, loved three-fourths of that movie. It's also like the... Uh, although I feel like there have been a lot of them lately, like... It's, I can't even remember the guy's name. It's so-and-so from the beginning of the movie. Like, yeah, no shit. Yeah. Who else could it possibly no be? No one was surprised <laughs> by that twist. <laughs> we know. It's like Agatha. Agatha Harkness. Yeah, we know. Yeah. People have been knowing that for weeks. Although, I will say I liked that they still did not make Agatha in charge this week. Yeah. On WandaVision. Yeah. Um, I, I, well, I actually, I don't know if we're segueing to Wanda, but. Uh, I, and look, Robin loves it when I do this. Mm-hmm. I pause a bunch of times during one division <laughs> to spout my thoughts or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she loves that. <laughs> Absolutely loves it. Um, but yeah, at one point, uh, cause all along and, and it's, it, they've said it. I mean, this is not, this is also not a theory that it's a setup for the multiverse and it's going to lead into Dr. Strange and all that stuff. So at one point I pause it and, and uh, I don't remember what what had happened, but that it's oh the idea that she uh, didn't get all of she already had powers mm-hmm. when she was in contact with the Infinity Stone and they just amplified them brought them out. They this also could be a way to bring out bring up mutants because mm-hmm. it's okay it could be okay that she is a mutant now. Uh, we just haven't been calling her that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, do you have more? Uh, ba- I'm sure you do, but background on 
the idea of there having been many scarlet witches and what that means exactly? Is, from what I have, no. Okay. No. Because I know was, that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, again, I did not read a lot of Avengers with the Scarlet Witch in it. Um, mostly because the guy who was writing it a lot of that time, Roy Thomas, is just one of the most boring and verbose motherfuckers on the planet when it comes to writing. Um He's one of those guys that if you read... That's not great in a comic book. No, no. He's one of those guys that if you read the outline of the issue, you're like, oh, that sounds really interesting. And then you read it and you're like, fuck, this is a chore to get through. Um, Great ideas, terrible execution in the ideas, but he was like Stan Lee's second-hand man, so he got to write a lot of shit in the 70s. Yeah. Um, So I'm, I'm sure there is a lot of... The Scarlet Witch is something. Right. Um, but it, yeah, but that reminded me all of a sudden, it's like, oh yeah, no, she's been Wanda the entire time she's yeah. been Marvel. She's never once been called the Scarlet Witch. And Pietro has never been Quicksilver. Yeah, so I'm like, wow, I can't believe they've held that back for this many years. Yeah. Well done. Um, whether or not that was their plan from the beginning, who knows? They, uh, there's like one, I think Tony has one line in... Uh, in Ultron, where he even says witch. He says that witch is messing with your mind or something like yeah. that. Uh, other than that, I mean, we'd have to scrub all the movies since then, To but I don't think there has even been another mention, excuse me, no, even another mention of witches, witchcraft, or that, something like that. Yeah. Um, and we talked about it early on when the, the hex had a hexagonal mm-hmm. shape, and then, you know, Hacks, witches, all that stuff. But um, there was another thing too along those lines. I don't remember what it was now. No, but I also like that um, they got into the whole it's chaos magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's um, it fucks with probability. Yeah. As well, because and that's why Tony's uh, bomb never went off. Right. Yeah. Uh, Which I I love that they called back to that. Yeah, because and I had never considered that side. I'm I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I've always thought that was bullshit. I have not. But it it does make sense. Like, Tony's whole thing is his shit works. Yeah. His bombs go off. Why didn't that one? Yeah, but it's not unusual enough that you give it too much thought. Right. Because there's fucking... It seems like every year there's an article about a fucking bomb that was just dug up in Hungary. Yeah. That never went off. Right. You know, or something like that. A bomb dropped in World War Two. Right. Uh, I'm sure Vietnam's fucking littered. But that wasn't Stark Tech, did Yeah, Yeah. But yeah, for some reason, this Stark Tech did not work. It did not go off. I didn't... I, I, I did, did not pick this up on my own. I watched an Easter egg video. Did you know that in one of the commercials that there's a toaster? Yes. And the toaster light makes the same sound that the bomb does. I did not notice it made the same sound. But yeah. yeah. That doesn't surprise me. All of the all of the commercials are her past trauma. Mm-hmm. Um I knew they, you know, you know that they're all connected in some way, but mm-hmm. uh I can't remember who it was that uh, Screen Crunch. I don't know. There's so Sc- many fucking Screen Crush. Screen Crush. Yeah. yeah, the dude who looks like he works at Blockbuster. Yeah. 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 That guy's awesome. <laughs> uh, he did the, the one that he did this week was like 87 Easter eggs from yeah. this video. Did you watch it? I haven't yet, but that it doesn't surprise me because that yeah, guy... He goes into the commercials a little bit and it's pretty neat. Uh, I, I wonder if he gets like an advanced copy because, I mean, those get put out within a day. I know. And those are thoroughly fucking reasons. Well, like, does he not do anything the 20 hours after that episode airs? I think that's what it is because I know... Uh, 
like the Mr. Sunday Movies guys, they get it at like they're recording their Wanda reactions at two o'clock in the morning because yeah. it's they're in Australia, and by the time they've watched it, uh, and the thing that always amazes me about their, uh, you know, I don't want to call it reviews, recaps or whatever, mm-hmm. this week on WandaVision, is the video edits. Yeah, the video is. Co- I mean, they've pulled. I hope those. I hope they pay those editors mm-hmm. well because. Yeah. <laughs> They pull the most obscure. I mean, it, it's you don't notice it when you're watching a 20 minute video, but there's hundreds of edits in that mm. video, and from dozens of sources, mm-hmm. and finding little plus clip- graphics and yeah, oh you know, my all kinds god, of other it's shit unbelievable. It. You know, because I'm a sound engineer myself behind yeah. the mic, I understand. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny because every once in a while, Andrew will be like, "Why don't you do a YouTube channel for your blog?" Oh, and I'm just like, "It's a lot of." Work. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. It would literally it's- be me sitting in front of one camera talking. Because the the thought of having to put that much work into it means that's my week. It's a ton of my work. My entire week is now doing that one video, and I, I mean, I, that, at that point, it becomes work. Oh yeah, and I'm sure once you once you get really good at it, just like anything, it'd be you know you could yeah. do it. You know, you could cut your time in half. Uh, probably cut your time in half every day until mm-hmm. you know you kind of get into a groove, but. Still, that's a, there's a ton of work that goes into that stuff. It's not, yeah. It's I remember not how just, ma- hit, it's I'm, not I just remember, hitting record. I'm any, I remember how many hours I spent on Google just the first month of doing the blog. Mm. When I'm like, how do I change this? So I'd have to fucking Google it for an hour. Well, you know? I mean, I've spent over the last three days, probably, a, I mean, this is not a lot of time, a total of two hours just frigging around. And I haven't really learned how to do anything. Uh, <laughs> with And this is just with uh, free audio software. Although there's a ton of stuff you can do, and I really should have been doing this all along, but who cares? Yeah. But uh, yeah, this week's episode of WandaVision was spoilers for WandaVision. Yeah, it's it's really fucking good. Yeah, um, I, I I wonder how. Uh... I love the fact that the Vision in her world isn't Vision. She created him completely. Um, but I think he's gonna end. That's gonna end up being the real Vision, though. Yeah, but and will then, that take place next week? Oh, I think this is an awful lot to happen. I think there's going to be vision on vision crime this week. Oh yeah, and and I love that because that's an actual part from the comic, the white vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I say I that like that, I knew I did not. I think until that's this week. also Roy Thomas, um, or is it John Byrne? I, mean, I think it might be John Byrne, West Coast Avengers era. Um, it's after one of the many deaths of the Vision, he got brought back, right? And he wasn't given the brain patterns of. He was Wonder just Man this time. An emotionless. Yeah, because Wonder Man, in in the comics, Vision's brain is based on Wonder Man's brain patterns, and Wonder Man had the Hots for Scarlet Witch, which is why the Vision has this Hots for Scarlet Witch. Yeah, that I did not know. Yeah. Um, but for the longest time, Wonder Man was dead. But now he's back alive in the comics, and they're like, oh, well, we just brought Vision back. Can we use your brainwaves again? He's like, no, because I want to fuck the Scarlet Witch. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. He's like, I'm not going to give him my brainwave patterns because then he'll just go right back to her and she'll be fine. Yeah. And you know, he he's an odd superhero to begin with, but uh, at, and at that point in the comics, they had kids. Yeah, they had the two bo- the the two kids, um, which I think will also stick around after because they make a big point of saying that as she the, created she creates from yeah. nothing, yeah. so those kids are real. This vision, although they he couldn't leave the hex without falling apart. He's still, I think, going to be real. He, I think you're right that he will eventually take over the body of the the reanimated Vision, which, good little, and it's funny, because like, Tristan and Andrea were both like, 
But didn't we see video of her taking the body? No, I'm... we didn't. We saw her breaking in. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the boss saying... She took it. She took it. Yeah. So, nice misdirect, guys. Yeah. Well played. Because no one had any reason to believe she wouldn't take the body. Right. Uh, do you still think there is a bigger bad that we'll get next week? I don't know. I would like... I, for a million times, I would have thought yes. But I think if we get a hint at a bigger bad, it will be just that. Because yeah. rumor has it this ties directly into Doctor Strange and the multitude, the multiverses of madness. But we haven't seen multiverses yet. Right. We haven't seen anything beyond our, I say beyond the normal realm, even though, you know. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. You know what you're saying. We haven't seen a, a separate universe. We haven't seen a different anything yet other than the one we're currently in. Well, another thing that was pointed out in one of those videos, I think it was the blockbuster guy, um, was that the I think the magic that the witches were using at the beginning mm -hmm. was, or maybe one of the books or something that's shown, not the one that's in the basement, but one of the other ones, uh, is Atlantean magic, mm. which leads us back to the oh there was a uh, the underground earthquake underground earthquake off the coast of Africa yeah. and so that we might be setting up uh some Namor I hope not I want Namor to be set up in Black Panther I think it's happening yeah oh and maybe not here but yeah. I mean just in general yeah, yeah. It's, it's um yeah there's always a chance that we're going to see nightmare yeah. or you know With any of though. the yeah any of the potential uh Doctor Strange big bads. I don't think we'll get a big bad big moment yeah. in this. I mean, especially where there's only one episode left. They've made no statements on whether or not there'll even be a season two. I hope there isn't, honestly. Well, uh, the <clears throat> that was also brought up somewhere. Uh, and it's a good point that... They had things very much, Marvel has things very much in order, mm -hmm. and where these shows are clearly tying closer into the movies because it's using people from the movies, mm -hmm. more so than, obviously, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did. Yeah. Um, you can't kind of move forward, you know, all these movies have been pushed back and delayed and delayed and delayed, mm -hmm. like... I wonder if there's a point at which WandaVision, they're like, we can't do a season two until all these movies, because this is what season two is yeah. about. But in order for season two to happen, these movies all these have to come out. These six movies have yeah. to happen type of thing. Uh, so I, I, it's, I yeah. wonder if that's... We need the Doctor Strange movie to happen. We need right. the Spider-Man movie to happen. Right. You know. So I wonder how much that's messing with their schedule, because things on at home have been easy and in a lot of cases come out faster over this past year. Uh, whereas theatrical stuff is just the opposite. Yeah. Um, unless you're Warner. And also DC doesn't have to fucking announce anything. Right. And, you know, Disney, right. Disney can just be like, you know, we're going to wait until about a year before we actually decide to put it out. That That's when you'll know. Yeah. Because they don't, people know Whatever Disney's going to put on there, we're going to fucking watch. And they still have Winter Soldier and Loki to still fucking come out before we have anything else to worry about. Well, that's about. what I was going to say, is that two weeks from now, Loki and... Lo uh, not Loki, but uh, 
Falcon, Winter, Winter, Soldier, Falcon Winter Soldier will be on, and everyone will be on to that. Yeah, and that's another thing where it's like, they might not need a season two of this. This just might be telling a specific story that happens between movies. Yeah. And I kind of hope that's what they continue to use their TV for. I wouldn't. I wouldn't care if we only got one season, but we continually every year got two to three new shows yeah. from characters that take place in between the movies. Right. I, I think that would be wonderful to keep doing. Yeah. And that it's not necessarily, it's more like a, it's almost like Disney Plus is its own anthology series mm-hmm. for the MCU and that there's always just. Yeah, there's another show. Yeah. There's another show. And it's not necessarily WandaVision season two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, so. Is next week is it? Is there still the the thought that there might be a secret tenth episode? Is that still a thing? I haven't even heard that. Okay, wouldn't surprise me. But I can't. I can't imagine they would just because timing, timing wise. Yeah. But I, I I have heard that this the last episode is the longest episode so far. That makes sense. So you know maybe it's a double length episode, which is essentially a tenth. Yeah. Well, yeah, that could be. Yeah. Um. Either way. Stoked! Can't wait for it. Um, they've they've done really well with this. They've told the exact story they wanted to tell, and it's paid off well with each week. Yeah, um, I loved how, why we finally learned why Wanda loved all those old sitcoms. Yeah, because that's how they fucking learned English, right? You know, from watching a box of DVDs. Dad was a bootleg DVD. Yeah, Dad was a bootlegger. <laughs> uh, yeah, I and I. I don't know. I still think that that uh, that Agatha's. I I think they're all going to end up. We haven't even seen a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Because that's that, what that's I, actually a question I got asked. While is Agatha helping her? And I'm like, kinda. Yeah. She's not. She kind of played therapist this week. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, she looks like she's done some awful shit, like like killing the dog. Yeah, but. She's doing it for particular reasons. Those particular reasons might be mostly selfish in the end. Right. But I'm but sure still. she could have done a lot worse shit. Because she is a, she's a student of the game. Yeah. Who is annoyed mm-hmm. by the phenom who hasn't even practiced and doesn't even know how they're doing it. Oh, yeah. It. You can create... I love the line, like, you can create things out of nothing and you used it to make me breakfast for dinner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> type of thing. Yeah. It's like... Uh, yeah, you don't, e- you don't even know what you're capable of doing. Uh, Meanwhile, I've been studying this for 400 right, fucking years right. almost. And and it does go back to, because canonically, she's like a mentor, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. She's not necessarily... She's the one who taught Scarlet Witch how to u- utilize her powers. Yeah. Um, how to witch. How to witch well. Um, And we still haven't seen what... Because there, there's a couple, like, there is no way that Emma Caulfield's character is a throwaway. No. Because why would you hire that? I mean, that same with Deborah Joe Rupp's character, right? Why are why would you hire name people for some throwaway roles, right? Like Deborah Joe Rupp's character is pretty much in one episode. Um, Emma Caulfield's was in one episode and then briefly in another one. Yeah, what you wouldn't hire people of their recognizability to have them be nobody in the end. And also, uh, Deborah Jo Rupp was like third in the credits at yeah. the end of this episode, yeah. and she's like in five seconds. Yeah. So yes, and it's the same thing on a on a lesser level, you know. Again, not a, a particularly well hidden twist or anything, but 
you don't hire Catherine Hahn to be the neighbor that pops in for one minute every three episodes. Yeah. Like, we know. Mm-hmm. We, we know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there were people saying, she's Agatha Harkness, the first fucking yeah, episode. I mean, well, and she's always wearing purple and mm-hmm. she's, has the brooch. Yeah, so... It's not, it's, it's along those lines, but for, for these ones, we, we still have no idea what their, their deal is exactly. Um, but yeah, she's basic. She's essentially, uh, she's part, uh, ghost of Christmas past Mm -hmm. and part therapist. And, and also, like you said, she, she's partially doing it because she wants to find out how to do it so she can replicate it. Um, but yeah, cause she knows she's outmatched. Sure. Like, if one puts her shit together, she's toast. Yeah. Like, it's still. Uh, it also there's still kind of a mystery of how all of these things ended up in a small town in New Jersey, mm-hmm. and who pulled those strings to get everyone there. Yeah, that was uh, my first. One. I'm like, how did how did Vision buy that house lot? He could do it. Oh, I'm sure he could because he's on Stark's payroll. Right. He's an Avenger. Right. But so I'm like, why would they buy that place? Right. They're, I'm I'm guessing being on Tony Stark's payroll means you could get a house pretty. I mean, look at what Stark Towers. Where where was that? Right. You know, <laughs> that was some pretty prime location. Tony's got the money. If you want a house, he's gonna get you a fucking house. Why would he get you this little place in the? Why would you get this little place in the middle of nowhere that's a, basically barely a foundation? Yeah, I I don't think I I think that's. Yeah, someone else. Did why? That. Why is Agatha even there? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and why would Emma Caulfield's character be there, and Deborah Jo Rupp's character be there? You know, is right. This, is this a little coven of other witches? You know, this town. Yeah. Well, is it a case of everyone is drawn there and they don't even know why? Type yeah. thing. I mean, we're. I'm still waiting for her fucking rabbit to be revealed. Yeah. As Nicholas Scratch. Uh. Yeah. And, and I. I I knew nothing of that, but uh, something else I read this week is that it, it might just be that's her familiar, and it's like just a nod with the name. Yeah. Um, does eat a cockroach or something mm. bird that was a bird and was then a yeah cockroach. it was a cockroach then a bird. So, yeah, I mean, it, at the at the very least, it has. Uh, it's not, it could have been bad. Yeah. But it wasn't. But it wasn't. And it was also, I'm also surprised at the reaction of people, like, my neighbor is watching it. Mm-hmm. And I'm fascinated by that. Like, because yeah. I know she, she's seen some of the movies, but mm-hmm. like. She's not doing deep nerd can dives you, like we Can are. you imagine just jumping in cold to WandaVision and being like, what the fuck yeah, what, is this? What is happening? <laughs> what is going on here? Uh. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, yeah. I, I'm, I'm interested to see where they go. Well, that's the thing, though. They're, they're putting together everything in a way that makes sense. Which, unlike other superhero films we watched this week. Yeah. Like, how did the DCU get from fucking Man of Steel the jail to Justice League? Oof. <laughs> uh, so I watched Man of Steel after mm-hmm. you left last week. Um. I don't know. It's just, it's, I, I still will, I, I think everything but Justice League, I, and I've said this a thousand times, I think it's better than the consensus does, yeah. but that doesn't mean I think they're good movies. Well, what, it seems to me like with almost every DC 
film, they get a lot of good stuff in there. Mm. There's some great scenes. And then there's some stuff where you're just like, what the fuck was that about? Yeah. And from Man of Steel to BVS to JLA, that happens as you progress a little more frequently. Um, but I mean, you you can look at Batman versus Superman and go, okay, yeah, that fight versus Doomsday at the end was stupid as hell. Because mm-hmm. I was reading one thing. Um, I think it was actually, I can't remember who it was, but it was a YouTube thing. And they were talking about like, why didn't Superman just hand the kryptonite spear to fucking Wonder Woman? Yeah. Like, yeah. why did he have to do it? Right. She is just as fast as him. Right. Has, if you've been watching the belt, she's had a smile on her face the entire fucking time. She's having fun. Yeah. Um, she can carry. He's crypt- about to die. She can carry a <laughs> kryptonite spear and have zero issues with it. Right. Um, to so, her, it's just a yeah. green rock. So when you break that all down, that fight makes no sense. Yeah. But then you get the Batman warehouse scene, which would, is just fucking awesome. <laughs> going back to the Wonder Woman thing just for a second. That's almost the same exact argument that we've talked about for why didn't Carol just put the gauntlet on and snap her fingers? Yeah. She could have done that. Mm-hmm. She had it. Why didn't she do it? But because least, it has to be Iron Man. And I guess here, it has to be Superman. But at least with the it has to be Iron Man, you've built it up into a dramatic moment. You've had yeah. the guy who didn't who was like, okay, well, we've got one chance. So I don't even want to know. It. I, I can't know what it is. Right. And then you've got that moment with him, Doctor Strange, holding up the finger saying, this is it. You know, this is the one chance we have. And Tony making the choice. And at least it's thematically, you know, this has been Tony's journey since the you very first it. fucking movie. Yeah. yeah. You've earned that moment. With BVS, it's like, well, shit, Superman has to be the one to kill him. Why? Because he does. Right. <laughs> but, no, he has to. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's move on. The thing that sucks, and I know you don't like Doomsday as a character, but there, the other thing that, that uh, both of these movies do, Justice League and, and BVS, is they, they're just burning villains. Oh, yeah. Just torching them. Like, mm-hmm. all right, this is it for that one. Yep. You're getting this shitty version. Yep, and that's what you get. Be happy. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, rewatching Justice League, because, yeah, this is the first time I've rewatched it in fucking forever. It still had those moments where I'm like, you know, this is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. This, this has got some good moments in it. I like when they re- reanimate Superman, and they have to fight him, and Superman basically kicks their asses. Yeah. That part's cool. How he snaps out of it so damn quickly, maybe not so cool. Um, I like some of the stuff. With, I love Ezra Miller as the Flash. I don't love the fact that everything he does is quippy. Yeah. Because uh, that's not Barry Allen. That's the, Wally West. <laughs> the biggest thing that... Man, not the biggest, that's not true. Uh, one, of, one of my biggest problems with Justice League, and I'm not alone here, the relationship is not earned. We no. just talked about earning Tony Stark earning the right to be the one that does the snap and be the one that dies heroically and all that stuff. Batman and Superman are friends for like a minute. Mm-hmm. They've never even they've never even sat down and chatted. They were air quote friends during during a battle. during a fight mm-hmm. in which Superman dies. They've never even like sat down and hashed things out. Yeah. And, like, the beginning of Justice League, Batman's all said, oh, Clark, Clark, Clark. The fuck are you talking about? Yeah. You didn't know him as Clark. You've never even spoken to the man, like, on a personal level. You yeah. just... 
All you did was fight against him and then with him. You guys aren't friends. Yeah. You did not. The movie didn't earn that relationship mm-hmm. at all. And and yet they still spent three hours in one movie mm-hmm. and then two hours and 40 minutes in the other one and couldn't squeeze that in there anywhere. <laughs> you know, and I know it's hard because yeah. of the way that the, the, the sequence of events, but change the sequence of events. Exactly. If you want Batman to be sad that he's dead, they have to be friends first. Yeah. It doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense. And that... Other, yeah, because other than that, they were introduced at that one party that Lex was holding. And again, why? And and again, they didn't really talk. They were just... If you're Bruce Wayne, if you... If you're Bruce Wayne, and you go to a party, and the guy hosting the party is like, hey, and just makes this really weird introduction to a sports reporter <laughs> yeah. from the local paper. Yeah. I'd be like, why the... F- no offense to you, dude, but yeah. why the fuck are you introducing me to him? Yeah. Why? And so oddly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's filled, it's filled with things that are only significant to the watcher yeah. because the watcher knows. Like, it doesn't make any sense to introduce them. Yeah. At all. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's frustrating. It's frustrating because... Mm. Once we and we said this a thousand times. There's 75 years of this shit yeah. that you could be pulling from. Well, it's it's just like in Justice League when Bruce goes to recruit Aquaman. Yeah, and all of a sudden Aquaman's like, "All right, I guess I'm in." Yeah, like okay. Why? Yeah, why? Okay, um, I get why Barry joins up because Barry's like, "Holy shit, it's Batman!" Yeah, you know, whoa, cool. But again, that isn't. Barry. <laughs> right. And they did this. It's funny because they did this. They made the same mistake with Green Lantern. Oh, 100%. Where fucking you put in someone who's acting more like Kyle Rayner mm-hmm. than Hal Jordan. It's like. He's anything but Hal Jordan. Yeah. So why call him Hal? Why right. not make him Kyle? Right. You know, you, you, you can have multiple Green Lanterns, DC. You've been doing it for decades. Yeah. Um, and it's not like, like you said, the average movie goer doesn't know who doesn't the fuck Hal Jordan is or right. Kyle Rayner. They right. just know, okay, that's a Green Lantern. Yep. They don't know. You're you're pissing off the people who know what he's supposed to be like. Right. In Call favor of want. nothing. Yeah. For they, no, they for no reason. Right. By making him Hal Jordan over Kyle Rayner. Other than he's a test pilot. Okay. And has zero redeeming qualities. Yeah. <laughs> like, why am I rooting for that? He seems like an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Like, everything he does, he doesn't... It's wild. Yeah, because I know that's a lot of people who are like, well, maybe that's going to be the cameo in Snyder's Justice League. It's like, no. Oh, God. No. He's no. not going to do that. Is there supposed to be a cameo? In There's it? supposedly a very shocking cameo at the end of it. Ooh. And most people are like, it's going to be Martian Manhunter. Um, he's had him in every movie pretty much since yeah. the first one. Yeah. So he'll... And people have seen storyboards of Martian Manhunter transforming from when... It was being filmed way back when. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, they, and he just never got to it because most of it would be in post. Yeah. Um, so people are like, if it's Manhunter, you're just an idiot because we all know this is... Go- it's the Ag- Agatha Harkness thing. Yeah. Like, we all know who it's going to be. Don't act like we're going to be surprised by it. Um, but yeah, God. That, that, that well, he's going to like turn into Martian Manhunter and then he's going to be like, are you surprised, Captain Carol Ferris? And she's going to be like, no, because I know Green Lantern. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is going to come in. Yeah. 
And that's uh, when I'll throw my remote through the TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be an interesting... Because it, it's... It's so bizarre to think that, like... Because everyone is expecting this movie to be completely different. And from what I've heard, it will be because Whedon reshot, like, 75% of the film. That's... I That I'm... I'll say it. I'm excited for that. Like, it's... I am... But kind of, like, uh, in a curious way. Yeah. More than, like, ooh, I can't wait for this. Well, that's the thing. Most of the stuff I dislike with the movie, I know is weed and shit. Yeah. Um, I know the whole Russian fucking family. <laughs> like, why? Yeah. Especially upon a, a second watch. Yeah, they don't, they make no sense. Why are, why are we even spending any time with this? They make no sense. Uh, well, I, there's I, no reason for us to give a fuck about this family. And, I guess, and like, was one of them supposed to be the Superman of Russia at some point or something? It's there's no reason for them to be in this movie. I think the the intent is to put a human face. Then guess what? Don't have the scene you know, take place in the fucking vast wastelands of Russia, where I, there aren't people around. I think it's the same idea as he does this. He does this a lot. He does this in Avengers. He does this in Avengers with Ashley Johnson. Mm-hmm. Like, why do we care about this waitress? Yeah. Why does, why does the, I mean, it's only a couple seconds and then a little line at the end, but mm-hmm. like it, ta- it kind of pulls you out of it. Like, why are we following this person mm-hmm. for, even if it's just for a brief, yeah. whatever. I know that they're friends and that was part of it, but like, it's the same thing with the Russian family. Like it, it takes you out of it because you, you kind of waste brain power trying to figure out why they're even there. Did he not just know what to do with flash during part of this or I, I, I honestly, I think it is. Ju- I think it's to, this is, these are the little people that yeah. these big fights affect. I'm, just, I'm sensitive. I think that's what it is. And it just doesn't work. No, no um, one gives a fuck. I mean, the whole part that, that always bothered me as well. That, that like, Okay, so the Atlanteans get a piece of the mother box. They put it in their stronghold. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the Amazons get it. They put it in their stronghold. The humans get a piece. They bury it. Like a fucking dog. Yeah. And from the looks of it, not even that deep. <laughs> not even that deep. It's like two feet down. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like erosion like, is going to fucking take care of that. There's just leaves on top of it. Yeah. And, that was, and that's the other thing. It's like, okay, well, if Steppenwolf was waiting to attack again after the Kryptonian was dead... Um, He's only had you you attacked them centuries ago. Yeah, Superman's thirty. Yeah, you You've had, had you, you had, had a thousand years to do this. Why didn't you do this when we were fucking still in the industrial age or the Bronze Age? For that's fuck's not sake, when the movie takes place. <laughs> I know, but that's that's the whole point. It's I know. <laughs> oh, Earth is oh, weak now. Earth was very weak when everyone was dying of the fucking smallpox or this the is, plague. This sliver of time is the only time that they weren't. Yeah. That's the only time that they did, that they had a Kryptonian. It's mm-hmm. just, it's wild. Yeah. So, yeah, the more, I mean, again, I'm sure if I rewatched it another time, I could pick it apart even more. And I don't have a problem, I, we, I don't remember what movie we were talking about a couple weeks ago. I don't have a problem with that where, like, after the movie's over, you go, wait a minute, that was stupid. As long as in it, you're just oh, kind of... These are these, in movie or Yeah, like, you're like, what? what? Why? Because uh, I'm happy to suspend my disbelief. And if, if you need to do... So, if someone needs to make an illogical choice to drive the plot forward, fine. Mm. 
but it can't be over and over and over. And it's not like Steppenwolf even had a hard time finding these. Right. He fucking boom-tubed into the same room they were in. That could have happened at any time. He could have done it once every hundred years and just taken one and then been like, all right, I'm going to wait for the next one and then I'll get it then. It, it's it's a similar thing. It, again, it, Marvel clear. It, well, it's a good example of uh, we allow Marvel to get away with it because they earned it. Mm-hmm. Thanos has been looking for these fucking rocks for how long? And he finds all six of them in like two days. Yeah. Like, I get it and mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Because you earned the right to do that. Mm-hmm. Steppenwolf did. <laughs> because <laughs> no. you know what? Before this movie started, I didn't give a fuck who Steppenwolf was. And I still don't. And again, I find it a very weird choice. Because mm. I'm a huge fan of the Kirby New Gods. And, you know, where Darkseid comes from. Steppenwolf isn't even a big part of those comics. Steppenwolf is Darkseid's uncle that Darkseid kills to take control over. I think we talked about this when it first came out, but yeah, I didn't even know who Steppenwolf was. Had never, probably had heard of him. Didn't know who he was, but I know who Darkseid is. Mm-hmm. I get that you're, well, I, I guess they weren't really trying to set up a big bad because they no, they, they can it in yeah. the Justice League movie. It's and not they, even part and, of it. And they could have easily used Kalabak, who is Darkseid's son. Yeah. You could have sent him to be the guy. Oh, you know? pause. Different universe. Again, jumping back to Marvel. Have you seen the trailer to MODOK? <laughs> no. Pause uh, everything. All right. We got to stop. All right, pause Okay, we're back. Um, that looks like fucking genius. <laughs> um, yeah, I just said it's on who it's going to be on who. So this is obviously a contract that was signed back when they were doing runaways and shit. Oh yeah, probably. So, right. um, but from the looks, I mean, it looks like it's done by the robot chicken guys. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I imagine this took a long time to make because they're <laughs> they're like action figures basically. Yeah, it's like animated action figures. Um, May 21st, I think, was the date on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a trailer up on Hulu. That looks fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah. Patton Oswalt is perfect oh, yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He could play Modoc in, 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 uh, in real life. I believe and, his stand up has had Modoc jokes. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so this is like a dream job for him, I bet. Yeah, that looks really good. Um, I don't know. I wonder how many episodes they're planning. I'm going to go on IMDb and see what they say. But it's, I mean, it's its right around the corner, you know? Yeah. It's, it's not like 2022. That's pretty something. much right around the time when Winter Soldier will be done. Oh, interesting. You know what's neat about this, neat, uh, is that... Ten episodes. Cool. They're saying on... Is that if it is kind of more violent... Oh my god, there's an episode called Days of Future Modox. <laughs> if it is kind of more violent, it it's it could only happen this way because it wouldn't be on Disney Plus. Yeah. Um so Yeah, this doesn't look like it's in universe. Oh no, goodness no. No. <laughs> uh does it do anything No, I don't think it would. Not that that's coming anyway. I was gonna say, does it do anything to hurt the chances of there being a Modoc? Mm-hmm. In the MCU eventually. 
I don't know if they ever would because it's a ridiculous character. Oh, yes, absolutely. That's why I love it. Um, did you know Melissa Fumero's in it? No, I did not. Which... I don't know anything other than this trailer that we just watched because I watched it like yesterday or whatever. I'm just is, seeing who ago. else. Ben Schwartz does a voice. Uh, John Daly does a voice. Um, directors, Eric Towner. Let's see what else he has done. Robot Chicken producer. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and Alex Kramer. No, he is not. But yeah, he, so he's probably the Marvel guy. Yeah. But yeah, Eric Towner is a Robot Chicken producer, so that is not surprising. God, that's, I can't fucking wait for that. I am never genuinely surprised when like there's a Marvel project well, coming out that I didn't know about. I'm glad that we could... Uh, Surprise you here on the on the Potato League podcast. This yes. Um, speaking of Ben Schwartz, we watched, uh, segueing smoothly into movies, we watched, as a family, uh, Flora and Ulysses the other night. Yeah, you watched two things, and I was like, I forgot those existed. Yeah, so Disney, uh, it just, I think it was Friday, was uh, it premiered. It's a... Uh, very small, you know, contained uh, story where about a, a, a squirrel superhero. Um, it's essentially the cast of DuckTales. <laughs> it's not a It is the cast of DuckTales because mm-hmm. uh, Huey, Dewey, Louie and Webby are all in this. So I think Disney just like after they wrapped on DuckTales, put them on a plane, sent them to Canada and said, make this movie. Um, it's fine. There's a there are a lot of uh, uh, I don't want to call them Easter eggs, but homages to other things, and it's it's a little tiresome after a while. Uh, and it, it's it's I think I gave it a three, uh, and it, and only because the kids the kids absolutely loved it. Tilly actually uh, didn't want to watch about halfway through. She wanted out and wanted us to watch something else because she was getting nervous something was gonna ha- bad oh, was gonna oh. happen to the squirrel. Because <laughs> there's a whole animal control. It's it's you could probably you could probably yeah. if I told you the bare bones, you could probably sit down and write out the yeah. Because that's like happens. the typical kid movie peril. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Danny Pudi is the animal control person. Ben uh, Schwartz is the girl's father. Um, uh, Kate Mitchuchi is the, a waitress, and then the other. DuckTales person or something else, I don't remember. Oh, he's the comic book. Uh, owns the comic shop. It, it was fine. Uh, it was uh, it was kind of an underwhelming week for me. I wasn't expecting much out of uh, uh, Flora and Ulysses. But I when you couple that with the... Dis- Superman 2 was just... I should have left that in 1980 or wherever and not watched the Donner Cup. Because I, I have fond memories of that movie. Because that's the one that we've seen the most, right? 2. Yeah. That would have been, that was on yeah. fucking constantly. Yeah, that was on way more than two. I mean, way more than one and definitely more than three. Yeah. Four was on a lot, but I never, I watched four as a kid even once and I was like, oh, yeah. this is terrible. Yeah, this is not, this isn't even the Superman that I like, you yeah. know what I mean, like, as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then three is all over the place. Yeah. Uh, it is. Which is funny because that one was completely directed by Lester. Yeah. So and they went, oh, that's what happens when we put him in charge for a whole movie. That that was another thing. Um, What was it in the... 
Because one of the things that people hate about the Lester ones, and I, I especially as an adult, you see it, you're like, my God, that's dumb, is all the little attempts at comedy. Oh, they're slapstick shit all like, the time. what are you doing? Why is that even mm. there? Uh, and there's, but there's still a couple of them in the Donner cut. Like, yeah. who is that for? Who? Why are you doing that? Yeah, because even like as a kid, I was just like, this is not, stupid. It's not why what, I'm watching this. Yeah, why? It doesn't even, it's, it doesn't even belong in the, what do you why is it here? Why are you doing yeah. these things? I don't understand. I, I, I get that sometimes there needs to be a humor, but one of the things that I loved about um, Grant Morrison's All-Star Superman is when there were slapsticky type moments, it was for a very specific purpose. Yeah. Like, oh, Car- um, Clark is going to knock something over so that the person has to stop doing what they were doing, which saves them from what was going to happen. piano landing on them or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah. Um, it's calculated clumsiness. Yeah. Um, but it's not even just stuff with, you know, Clark bumbling around. It's like everyone is just mm. bumbling around these movies. Like, what do you, why? It's like, was Lester, did he really want to do like a Keystone Cops I reboot? I think so. <laughs> yeah. That's what, it, I mean, yeah, you you don't want to, this is not the movie you want to do. Yeah. You want to do something else. I, I don't know. I, it's it's just baffling choices. Uh, between that, and then you move on to... Uh, uh, like I watched Hot Rod, <laughs> which Letterboxd is a hell of an app. Yeah. The people on Letterboxd, I have, uh, you know, after we've been using it for over two years now. Yep. Uh, and you start to get a, an idea of like, when I see what the Letterboxd average user rating Jesus. is on a movie, what are you seeing? I have friend. I I have a lot of followers and stuff on here. Brag. I know, humble brag. But in you know how it always shows like watched by. Yeah. Out of the six that it shows, four of them are five star reviews on that film. On Hot Rod. Oh yeah, no, that's what I'm, yeah. that's what I'm gonna say. That's what I'm leading up to. Uh, it's just taking me forever to get there. <laughs> is that uh, you start to get an idea of the type of person that is on Letterboxd. Yeah. Because, and it's the same way with uh, when you see, like, Amazon reviews or certain other things. Like, Amazon why, reviews are great. Yeah, like, when you see, like, why is this shitty movie, like, a four and a half star review? Well, because anyone that's going to review this on this website is going to like this shit. Mm-hmm. So on Letterboxd, it's kind of a, it's, you know, not to be a dick, kind of a, a, a more higher level movie watcher. It's people who might watch an eight hour documentary over bowling. Sure. Uh, and it's, it's. People like us and more, and and then some, yeah. is most of Letterboxd. Yeah. So it was baffling to me. That's what led to me rewatching Hot Rod, was that Letterboxd loves Hot Rod. Yeah. Usually the Letterboxd person would be totally put off by a movie. Like, the, the typical, I would be willing to bet the typical Letterboxd user hates uh, any uh, Sandler-type stuff. Yeah, not a lot of high that, scores on Sandler films. Right. right. So I'll, I'll pick one at random. Let's, yeah. let's see what little Nikki gets. Right. I bet it's like a, a two and a half at best. That may be. It is a 2.2. 2. Yeah. <laughs> so it surprised me that Hot and, Rod. And most of the people I follow, two and a half, two. Yeah. One. Yeah. One, the highest ranking of watched by for me is a three yeah. on that. Yeah. And that person did not leave a review. Yeah. So, and, and we understand that uh, different people grade differently. For example, Robin uh, finally scored a movie last night and she gave it a two and a half, which to her is equal to my three. I said, so what does a two and a half mean to you? And she said, ah, it was fine. You know, I'll never watch it again. 
And I said, well, that's what, and I, you know, I wasn't like saying you have to do it this way, but like, that's what I give things. That's when I give stuff a three. So understanding that there are different, you know, people are, are grade things differently, but you get a pretty good idea. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was shocked that that's what led me to rewatch Hot Rod was that it was rated so highly yeah. on Letterboxd and watching it. I get it. I get because it's crazy stupid, mm -hmm. like insanely stupid. It's just, it very much feels like there was this loose thread, very loose thread of a plot. Mm -hmm. And they had 10 sketch ideas. Yep. And they just, because some of the funniest jokes in it really have nothing to do with the plot. or yeah. They could have been in any movie. Mm -hmm. uh, like... <laughs> I'm laughing about it because it's so fucking dumb, but it is funny. Because a lot of times, the, the Lonely Island, the, the, the thing that makes it funny is that they keep it going too long. Oh, yeah. um, they commit. Yeah, and and you're you're like, and that's kind of why it's funny. He does this whole thing where, and it's just in this one scene where every W word he says like what, and his friends are like, why are you saying it like that? Why am I saying what what way? And it's fucking funny. But it's so stupid. Yeah. And there's just, it. it's a bunch of things like that. The best, although the, the I say it's a really loose thread of a plot, but it is actually pretty good. His father, his stepfather in the movie is Ian McShane. <laughs> who, That's some casting. Who he, his mother is Sissy Spacek. Jesus. He, he's constantly fighting, like, fist fighting with Ian McShane for to earn his respect mm -hmm. and Ian McShane kicks his ass every time so then Ian McShane has a uh, heart condition and uh, Rod needs to raise money to get his heart operation so that he can kick his ass <laughs> to earn his respect because if he beat him up now it wouldn't mean anything yeah so it is a funny premise yeah. and you get the jackass element he never once in the entire movie lands a stunt. Like, every single one of them fails. Uh, so as I'm saying it, I, I God, do I like Hot Rod? It's still a bad movie. Uh, but you should watch it? Oh, I still plan on it, yeah. Yeah, I do have the DVD. I plan on watching it. Uh, what did I watch this week? I mean, I watch my usual stuff. Oddly enough, Justice League is my lowest rated movie as far as, like, the you know how at the end of your stats it will tell you yeah, that? Yeah. Justice League is the lowest rated movie that I've seen this year. By you or by everyone? By everyone. Okay. Um, it would not be the lowest rated. because I watched Gang Related this week, and fuck, I hate Jim Belushi so much. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that movie went... That movie went... Again, if, if I feel bad because it's Tupac Shakur's last film movie. Mm. Um, and he had some skills as an actor, and he was very engaging in this, and they just completely ruined that film with a weird-ass fucking side plot with the murder that they kill a DEA agent and then they pin the murder on the home on a homeless guy and the homeless guy is fucking Dennis Quaid which leads to a whole reveal about who Dennis Quaid's character really is and it's I don't need to spend a whole bunch of courtroom scenes with fucking James Earl Jones if I want to watch two cops try to weasel their way out of a murder that film should have never gone to any courtrooms, <laughs> ever. <laughs> um, and especially when one of those two cops is Jim Belushi. 
Yeah. Um, I, I, ju- I just dislike him so much. Yeah, I have a weird relationship with uh, Jim Belushi because I hate his career. Ab- yeah. uh, just hate it. Yeah. But I don't begrudge him his career. Yeah. You know no, what I mean? Well, you know, he got a career out of being the less famous brother. And good, good on him. He did say uh, he's also uh, he is now a uh, uh, he grows pot um, yeah. and like like he's a legit breeder. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did. He, he, I saw a tweet from him this week, and he uh, it's and it's probably true. He said he's you know people give me shit for my career and me. I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and asked me why I grow pot and. He said, part of my reasoning is that if my brother had been a pothead, he'd be alive today. Yeah. And that, that's true. That is probably true. Um, So it's kind of like that is, that has driven his. Yeah, pot is a lot better than shovelfuls of coke. Yeah. (laughs) Opioids are, 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 yeah, it's, it's. But yeah, I just despise his career. (laughs) Uh, Him and Kevin James both just, I could just kick them both into the sun. Um. And uh, Robin and I have talked about it because it's up on the it's it flashes across Netflix all the time. Kevin James has a new show on Netflix, and like I could not be less interested. Yep, no desire in watching a show than because I already know what it is. I already I know what it is as Kevin James as the head of a fucking pit crew. Like, oh yeah, you could not have written a show less for me mm-hmm. than that. Yep, it's, might as well just tell me that one of the people on the pit crew is also a country western singer. It's just... And a beer advertising executive. Uh, oh, uh, one film that came out that... It's funny, because we were talking about movies that have great scenes but don't gel well together. Uh, the new film, Malcolm and Marie, starring uh, Zendaya and John David Washington. I've seen bad reviews on that. It's not as bad as the bad reviews are. Okay. Um, the bad reviews... There are parts that... Yeah. <laughs> the bad reviews are legit. Don't uh, get me wrong. The, the director, writer-director of this film, uh, I'm forgetting his name at the moment. Hold on, I'll pull it right up, though. Uh, he's Sam Levinson. He was the writer-director of a film called Assassination Nation that I really liked. But he's also mostly known for the show that's on HBO. Um, the one with Zendaya. Oh, Euphoria? Euphoria. Um. This, Can I pause just one second yeah. in case I we forget that we skip over it? Was this your first watch of 12 Years, 12 Years a Slave? No, I just mismarked it. Okay. I was going to say. <laughs> okay. No, don't only, I'd only ever seen it one other time. Okay. Yeah. Um, I often forget to hit that button. Um, yeah. With Malcolm and Marie, it's about a film director who just released his film that night, had like his major premiere. He goes back to his house with his girlfriend. And there's a huge fight that ensues. And this film takes place over like the hour and a half of that fight. Okay. Uh, This was filmed during quarantine, so it's legitimately, those are the only two actors in the movie. Uh, It takes place in one location. Aptly named, then. Yeah. Very much a stage play. And I love that aspect of it. Um, He's definitely talking a lot about himself as a creator in this, because... And that's one of the things that people complain about too much is it's like this is guy, he's just getting complaints off his fucking chest. You know, <laughs> I've got a list of grievances. <laughs> so I'm going to make a movie which addresses them, which in many, I, I don't know enough about this guy to say how true they are, but a lot of it feels like that. Um, it's for me, it's got some well written scenes and those two. He looks crazy serious. Yeah, 
Those, yeah, he he comes across as a lot as a Max um, Landis sometimes oh. for me. I think. Yeesh. Yeah, that, that kind of <laughs> self importance. Um, the problem for me is the scenes in this film don't flow a well. Don Junior energy there. Yeah, they don't flow well into one another. Yeah, and that's tougher for me to watch because part of me is like, if he just because they there is a huge fucking blowout fight at the beginning of the movie then they kind of get back together and you know start to almost fuck and love each other again and then there's another fight then that passes and they're back to the oh we love each other and there's another fight yeah and it's like that that big fight you had at the beginning that should have been part of the end fight because that that fight is fucking explosive and they say shit that people don't forget yeah you know it's it's a lot like the I still haven't watched it, but you see this. You saw the scenes all of the time at Oscars last year with um, the Adam Driver Scarlett Johansson yeah. fight from A Marriage Story, yeah. where they are just fucking unloading on each other and saying hateful, hurtful shit. Yeah, that happens at like the beginning of this movie, and I'm like, if you had just put that scene at the end and had these, because at first, like he, uh, John David Washington is all excited. I made this movie, critics love it, all is going well, and she's like, he based the film off of her life. As a drug addict. Oh. And then didn't cast her in the film. What? Cast another actress. And you can tell that bugs her. And you can tell that it bugs her because she comes right out and says it. That could have easily been led into with just little snip, little comments here and there while he's all. This is, I'm going to read this review. <laughs> five minutes and 55 seconds. Fighting. 43 minutes and four seconds. Kissing. One minute and se- one hour and seven minutes. Marriage story screaming. Yeah. <laughs> one minute and tw- one hour and 22 minutes. Making out. One hour and 33 minutes. Slightly fighting. Yeah, it gives you <laughs> fucking whiplash. Um, But I like where the movie began and I like where it ended. I just don't like how he connected the dots in between. If if I knew how to fucking cut films like if I could take the, the yeah. Netflix and yeah. recut it, yeah. I would make that a better movie. And I hate saying that because it makes me sound like an asshole. Yeah. But I 100% bet I could. Well, it's it's not dissimilar to you and I could have been a better uh, version of Deadpool from yeah. Wolverine Origins than the professionals that did it. And yeah. that's, but not, this is, that's I don't, not a stretch. But this is I don't have to change anything filmed. <laughs> yeah. I just have to reorder it. Because if you reorder it, it's... It would build so well to that explosive fight. And he's probably like, well, that's just, that's how everybody would have done it. Yes, everybody would have done it because that's the way drama works. <laughs> this is this is a one-star review. Hated this. A spoiled white director writes an insufferable film about himself whining about critics after a critic gave him a bad review for his film Assassination Nation and claims it's about love. Yeah. But the leads are absolutely engaging. A lot of brutal, a lot of, a lot of ones. Yeah, ones, ones and a half. And I think and that's just people piling on. Yeah, I do. Sure. It's not a one star film. If they're giving a one star because they just fucking hate it, yeah, okay. But that does not make it a one star film. the The performances are great. It's beautifully shot. It's a black and white film. It there's a lot of really great shots. It's an in, a visually interesting film considering it's just two people talking and fighting most of the movie. Uh, Zendaya's really good in it. Um, and it, again, it, it brings up some stuff that makes for a great drama. It's just, he pulled the wrong strings at the wrong time. Yeah. This is a film that could have just beautifully unfolded where you're like, oh, these people love each other. 
And then by the end, you're like, nope, they fucking hate each other, and they don't want in this anymore. And it would have made perfect sense, because there's... The John David Washington character does some shitty stuff to her. I'm seeing the word insufferable a lot. Yeah. I don't believe... I don't find that to be the truth. I didn't find anything insufferable. Because it's well done. Then there are these fives. Then there's, like, you keep floating through, and then there's fours and fives. Yeah. It's weird. There's, there, there's and I don't no, think it's those either. There's not a lot of Because I don't think it's a five-star, because there's, there's, there are legit problems with this film. Just like, you know, I've got, I've got grievances with it that I think are correct, but I've also got good points about this film that I also feel are correct, which is why I gave it a three-star. Well, that, that's interesting because um, when I was, uh, I keep, it all, everything leads back to Hot Rod. <laughs> when I was thinking about, because uh, Robin kind of makes fun of me, uh, that like as credits are rolling, I'm logging it. Uh, when I was thinking about what I was going to give Hot Rod for a score, I gave it a two and a half, like out of respect. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I'd given it a three, that's worse than saying it's a two and a half. Yeah. Because that means it's just boring. Mm-hmm. And it's not. Yeah. It's just not very good. Uh, whereas this. It feels like what you're saying is all these extreme reviews are just that. Yeah. That it's... They've got a motive. Yeah. Yeah. They're there to either say, nope, this movie is the worst thing I've ever seen, or fuck all those people giving one stars. Yeah. This is a five-star film. Yeah. You're both fucking wrong. Yeah. Um, and again, it, it, that, that's that's a lot of hubris coming for me. <laughs> but I've seen a lot of movies. I know a one-star film. I know a five-star film. This is neither... This isn't me saying fucking Streets of Fire is a five-star film solely yeah. because I love it so much. Yeah. I know that film has problems, but I'm still going to give it five stars because I love it so much. Yeah. But I can't I can't imagine anyone being... It's hard to me to believe people are this fucking passionate about this unless they fucking hate Sam Levinson as a well, hum, or, or love him as a human being. It seems like there's a lot of that. And then there's a lot of... Uh, like, I think Zendaya brings a certain... Uh, level of fan that is going to like whatever she does. Yeah. Well, from what I've heard, because again, I have not seen Euphoria. The character that she plays in that mo- in that show is very much the character that was in the script of the movie that huh. was written. Because she also plays someone who is a recovering drug addict yeah. in that show. Um, the other interesting thing I watched, and I'm so glad I did this, uh, The White Tiger on Netflix. Netflix original. Um... The director I had heard of, his name's uh, Raman Barani. Just like this month, he's had two films released in the Criterion Collection, uh, Chop Shop and Man Push Cart. Um, he also did the Fahrenheit 451 adaptation from HBO, like, a year ago. Was that any good? I enjoyed it. It's it, it, it's got a 2.3 rating. It's, mm. It would be part of your Shenanathon. Oh. Because he's in it. Um, but yeah, like this is a one star review, a two star review, two star three. I thought it was fine. Yeah. What did I give it? Oh, I, I didn't actually. It's 2018, so it must have been right before I started using Letterboxd. Uh, I thought it was fine. Um, from everything I've heard, Chop Shop and Man Push Cart, which were two the two Criterion films, they're brilliant little small films. One's about a guy who runs a food cart in New York City. The other one's about a 
two fam a fam uh, a street orphan and you know the girl who takes care of him that work at a junkyard. Type oh, of I thing. thought you were gonna say Aladdin when you started with oh, racist. <laughs> uh, no, that's the street urchin. The white tiger princess is very much kind of that though. The street the street urchin character. It's a a, a young man who is very 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 poor, living in a very very poor community in India. Uh, ends up. Very much like Parasite, conning his way into working for a rich family as their driver. And kind of cons his way into continually being their driver. When you first said Parasite, I was still thinking on Superman terms. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that movie takes a turn. <laughs> um, oh, interesting reviews on this one, too. Um, and he slowly ingratiates his way into the family, even though they continually treat him like shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he's a lower case than they are. Right. Um, so you actually learn quite a bit about Indian you know, culture in this film. Uh, a lot of people described it almost as like the Indian Goodfellas. That is wrong. It's more along the lines of the Indian taxi driver. Mm. Um, it, it, it goes to some dark places. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I gave it a four star. I just noticed it's got like a three and a half star rating. But like there are some one star reviews on here. Unfortunately, one of them is written in Hindu. It's, so I can't read it. Yeah, there's a difference between a three and uh, like a three point two that is a consensus three point two, or one that's fives and twos. Yeah. Yeah, this one is like a three and a half, a one, a three and a half, a one, a three, a three and a half. I gave it a four. I really enjoyed. It. I I thought the lead was really really good. Um, and it's just this isn't the type of story I I get to see. All that yeah. often. I don't know much about Indian taxi driver or Indian drivers. And like they make them live in the garage. Yeah. Like that was one of those details. Like his fa- the family he works for lives in a high rise building. Like they're very important people. They meet with the president of India all the time and shit like that. Um, and it also gets a lot into like Indian democracy. Mm-hmm. Like they have to bribe the mm. democratic leader all the time to mm-hmm. not get taxed, which is how they make all their money. Um, but yeah, he, him and all the other drivers for the very important people live in the sub-basement garage of this high-rise. That's great air quality. Yeah, like, not to pick on this one, but they look a lot like the room we're in right now in your basement. What are you saying? Just picture putting a cot over there, except they don't have refrigerators. (laughs) You know, they have a cot. It's if they lived in the back that we never go to in your basement. Mm -hmm. That's where they live. Um, but yet... They're driving Mercedes, you know, and yeah, that's a weird uh, gig in and of itself. Um, and not, obviously, not just in India, but and obviously not just yeah. drivers, but like people who spend their work day in mansions, and then yeah, but none of it's theirs. Yeah, and that's what this film really gets into: is he starts to want that life. Yeah, and what's he going to do to get it? But in the meantime, like. He's not let in by that case at all, except for the, he works for like the head guy and the head guy and the uncle are awful, awful to him. The, the head guy's son is okay with him most of the time, unless he feels like he steps out of line and he's like, fuck you scum. That guy's wife has been raised in America. She's still in but raised in America and she's always like, how can you guys fucking treat him like this? He's a fucking human being. Yeah. Um, but meanwhile, like his own family. Like, he has to send pretty much all his money back to his grandmother, who is the matriarch of his family living in a fucking dirt poor part of town. Like, it's expected of him. Like, 
and it's it, it reminded me of this time that Andrea and I went to Boston. Our, we we talked with our cab driver, and he was in this exact same situation. He was working like eighty hours a week as a cab driver, as a Lyft driver, sending most of his money back home to pay for his brother's wedding. Cool. Yeah. I'm like, but th- that was his entire lot, and and he was fine with that because his his brother was older. Yeah. So all money went to the brother. And it's like, you're working 80 hours a week driving a cab or a Lyft or whatever in Boston, living with, as I think it was three or four other men who are doing the exact same. Yeah. And sending all your money back to pay for your brother's wedding when you don't even have a girlfriend because you don't have time. Don't have time for one. Yeah. But that that's what this guy's life was going to be for who knows how fucking long. But yeah, that's was, the other thing. But is he was that, okay with it. Is that... You're not getting out of that. No. You're not getting out of that doing it that doing that. Because yeah. you don't have time to get out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't even yeah. have time to to set up a better opportunity for yourself because you're always working. So needless to say, the way he finds a way out of this life is not necessarily a good way. <laughs> um I, I I really enjoyed it. It's a Netflix original. Um yeah, I would highly recommend it to anyone. It's in both Indian and Eng- oh Hindu, I think that's the language they're speaking, and English. How I mean, did you I, watch I, it? Subtitles. Yeah. I, <laughs> no, it, it's like in the in the movie, it's both. Oh oh oh. Okay. Because uh, English is a big part of their culture at times. Gotcha. That's I do not do. like dubbing. I don't. No, no dubbing sucks. It's dubbing has always sucked and will always suck. <laughs> um, unless it's a purposely terrible like old kung fu flick. Which just leads yeah. to the charm of it. Then, yeah, that's that's kind of part of the experience. Um, I had, the three I have left were all new watches. Uh, last night, Robin and I watched Prospect mm-hmm. um, with uh, Pedro Pascal and really no one else. Uh, it was fine. Mm. Have you seen heard anything about it? I. I when you when I saw it on your list, I'm like, I don't know what that is. Then I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I remember hearing something about that. The, I, I don't know much about it, just that it was a sci-fi flick, like a low-budget sci-fi flick. I'm yeah, very low-budget, um, but well used because uh, it's really the world building is very cool. Mm-hmm. It's got shades of kind of Firefly, but it's it's way heavier than that. Um, but the idea of the this out in space, it's kind of the Wild West. Mm-hmm. Um, they're prospectors. And on this moon, uh, there's. it's never really clear whether it's a... An, they're harvesting these gems. And it's never really clear whether it's kind of an animal-based gem or it's part of a plant. But you dig it up and it's like... It looks like it's like part of a root and it's gross and they cut into it. And you have to... You have to harvest it a certain way or... Uh, this acid comes out and ruins everything and yeah. ruins the whole thing. Like you have to cut, you have to separate it a certain way. Uh, and there are people that are like really good at it. Uh, and this is kind of the, the, the idea of it. And this, it's a father and daughter. It's very much tough old guy old and young girl. <laughs> yeah. It's last of us. And all these uh, yeah. dozens of movies like this and stories. Um, it's, the way Pedro Pascal talks, the the is 
interesting, I guess. The the speech patterns. I don't, I don't even know how to say it. Um, but there's just not a lot going on. There's a lot of... I feel like there's there's there wasn't enough material there for a feature. Um, but it was it was fine. I gave it a three. Um, the other one was uh, Blood Simple. I, I assume oh, yeah. you've seen it. Yeah. First film by the Coen Brothers. It, very clearly mm-hmm. a first effort. Yeah. Um, and also very clearly a Coen Brothers story. Uh, Ray is infuriatingly stupid. <laughs> like, that it took me out. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? What well, are you doing? I think that's one of only, like, two of their films in the Criterion Collection. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it, it, it was frustrating. And it's been, I feel like it's been a theme this year with movies that we've watched. And maybe it's just always that case. It's just bothering me more now. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why? Don't clean up the blood. Don't move the body. Just get the fuck out of there, dude. You don't even know. And it, it's one of those things where it's one of those movies where so much of the plot, so much of the movie wouldn't even happen if a conversation took place. Yeah. And that eats at me. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't, I mean, the plot of this is, it's very, it's a very small story. It takes place over like maybe two days mm-hmm. with like three, char- four characters. Uh, this bartender is banging the bar owner's wife. She wants to, they, they, it's really not even clear that she wants to leave him necessarily, mm-hmm. but, uh, and then he hires a private investigator. Played by M. Emmett Walsh. Played by M. Emmett Walsh. Awesome in it. Uh, he's I, he's the best part of the movie. Oh, he's so skeevy. Uh, yeah, gr- just gross, <laughs> just gross. And the, the and well, and he's stupid too. Yeah, like you should be not good at this, but like, no one seems to be worried about leaving prints anywhere. No one's. I know this is uh, before uh, CSI and all that stuff, but because it's like eighty four ish. Yeah, around it's, it's, it's a mid eighties movie. Uh, but still, like, fingerprints were a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just it's just another movie with a, with really bad criminals um, and just making one bad decision after another. And I know that's part of the point, uh, but it's frustrating. Well, that, that actually kind of leads well into the last film I wanted to talk about, Queen and Slim, which is um, Daniel Kaluuya. And I forget her name. This was uh, this is on Amazon, I believe. Um, they play a couple on their very first date. She's exceptionally standoffish. She's a lawyer and basically just picked him one night on Tinder because she was lonely. Has no intentions of like taking him home and fucking him or anything. He's just lonely and wanted some company for dinner. Um, and she doesn't look, think very highly of him, but again, she just thought he was cute and wanted company for dinner on and their date goes nowhere. On the way home from the date, however, they get pulled over by a cop, and the cop is very, very, very racist, and ends up, the cop ends up shooting her in the leg, Jesus. and then Kaluuya tackles him and takes the gun away and then kills him, and all, and all this gets caught on the dash cam. So they go on the run. This turns into, like, Mickey and Mallory Knox type of thing. Well, not really, because they're not murderers, but it's very much... 
I would say lovers on the lamb, but they don't like each other at it's, first. This is this is just this is a dark version of the Command Langiani and Issa Rae movie from last Oh yeah. Year. It's almost the same plot. Very um, similar plot. And so yeah, this they, they kill this they kill this cop in Ohio and they, they decide to just run. Which yeah. The, they they ditch their cell phones, which is very very smart. Um, the part that bugs me at this point on is there's no way any of this would happen. Like they they drive to New Orleans or to La, to Louisiana mm-hmm. to her uncle's house because her uncle can get them like a different car. Because of course, like he has a plate like love Jesus or something that's going to get noticed. Oh sure. Um, so that night, they, they, they leave. They run out of gas. They have to kidnap a guy to take his truck. But everyone notices who they are. Like, the next day, they're on the front page of newspapers in Louisiana. That doesn't happen. No. Someone who murdered... No. Even, even murdering a cop, you are not on a front page news... Front page of a local newspaper in a different part of the country. Right. A day later. Right. Everywhere they, because like on, then they're like oh, the the guy that their uncle's like, okay, I'll help you, but I can't help you that much. But I'll here's some money. They're because they're gonna head to Cuba because they need to get somewhere where the cops won't chase them. Right. And it's like, how are you? How are you gonna? Live? She's a fucking lawyer. <laughs> how are you gonna live in Cuba? So he knows somebody in Florida who has a plane who can get them into Cuba. So they then, they then have to drive from Florida. I mean, from New Orleans to Florida. At which point, at one point, they're like, well, we're almost to Georgia. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing in Georgia? What wrong turn did you take? Because you can go from Louisiana to Alabama, Mississippi to Alabama to Florida. Yeah, if you don't want to drive through Panhandle. Those people are crazy. Yeah. So instead, you'd rather drive up into Georgia. But, like, they stop somewhere at a... They're hungry. It's cheaper to film there, Dan. <laughs> so they all along the way they're talking about well what would their second date have been like and he's like we're going to take you out to eat and go dance and so they stop at like this fucking roadside fucking gin joint yeah to stop and have a dance where they're automatically recognized and they're like but it's black owned so they're like you're safe here but again you recognize them immediately even though she had long like braided hair yeah and is now a short haircut yeah Daniel Kalu pretty much just shaved the beard off his face I don't care who fucking... Nobody's recognizing them the next day still. In a different state. This entire film takes place over like three days and everywhere they go, they get recognized and trouble ensues. So then they get to Florida to the the uncle's war buddy who's like, okay, I can set you up. But of course, someone sees them going into that house and next that (laughs) night, there's a fucking SWAT team there. And they escape. And then they go to... A different part of Florida, because like, he's like, well, I don't have a plane, but I know a guy who has a plane. Go see this guy. And then when they see that guy, he's like, well, I don't have the plane, but I know the guy who has the plane. Go see this guy. So, and this is a two hour and 15 minute long movie. So at this point, I'm like, you could have cut a half an hour out of this fucking film. Yeah. And one other place they stop, because the car needs like a thousand dollars worth of work. So they stop in mechanics. And he's fixing the car and he's like, well, of course I know who you are. But he's black, so he's not going to turn them in. But there just also happens to be a rally going on in that town to 
in on their behalf. And the son of the mechanic goes to that rally and gets killed. It's like, that's, that's a little too much at this point. These this, are just people. This story is too small to be taking place over like six states. And Do you know three what I mean? days. That, that's, that's what I'm getting. This, the, the story that you're telling yeah. is too. If you told me this happened even in the same city, that would be more plausible. But if the this fact was just them trying to get out of one state, yeah. I would have been like, okay, this could happen in three days. That they would go somewhere. It's still it's it's front page news, and the cops and people recognize them. But, if but you're going, going from to Ohio in the wall, yeah. to Louisiana to Florida over the course of just a few days, and everywhere you go, you're recognized in front page news. Yeah, for killing one cop? No, you're not. That's not even. That's not making fucking front page of probably the state you're in in Ohio. Right. I, but, you should put Lovebirds on your list just as a companion piece right. to this because there are some differences, but this is essentially what you're describing as a comedy. <laughs> they're although they're actually they are they've been together for a while and they're breaking up. Yeah. They're like driving to a dinner party and they've decided they're gonna break up. And Pickle Showalter, nice. They get a there's a there's a murder, mm-hmm. uh, and then it's them on the run from the cops and the bad guys. It's it's the movie you're describing, but a comedy. Yeah, and that's the problem. Is this had some interesting things to say? Like, yeah, being on the run as a black person is probably much much harder than being on the run as a white person. Yeah, but it doesn't really lean into that very much, other than one of the places they have to go. Oh, it's on Netflix. Nice. Yeah. Uh, one of the places to go, it's um, Flea, of all people. I saw him in the cast there. Yeah, he, he's the war buddy. His wife is played by a uh, name actress, who I'm forgetting right now. Shit. Someone. Yeah. And she has a problem with it. Not because they're black, but she's just like, uh, why are they here? Why, why are, are they you, in our house? Why are you abetting criminals? Yeah. Um, Fugitives. Again, if this had taken place over weeks... Chloe 70? Yeah, Chloe yeah. 70, yeah. If this had taken place over weeks and they had committed more crimes... What did I just see her in? Zodiac. Which I also watched. That's pretty good. God, that film's fucking great. <laughs> that film is so fucking good. It's nice to every once in a while just like, I'm going to watch that again just because it's really fucking good. Yeah. Which uh, is like, I mean... You 12, also watched Office Space. Office Space, Space again. And 12 Years a Slave. 12 Years a Slave. Because, um, again, I just I felt like it. And it feels good to do that every once in a while. Yes. Um, also watched Lean on Me, just because it happened to be on HBO after I finished King Kong. Um, I forget how much of that movie, as an educator now, as like someone who knows about education and went... Mm, I'm like, this is kind of terrible. Like, he does some awful oh, yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, this was uplifting back when we watched it in fifth grade and had to learn the song for our fucking, you know, Christmas fucking concert or whatever. But I wondered when I saw that you watched it, I wondered, because, uh, like, was it's like 88, 89, right? Yeah, 89. Like, that had a lot of, like, hardcore, real-world impact on me as a 13-year-old watching it here. Like, oh, my God. 
This oh, happened. Oh, it, op- like, it opens with "Open to the uh, Welcome to the Jungle." Yeah, and a teacher gets his head smashed in. And I just wondered how much of it is. Oh no! It fucking yeah. watching it now. You're like Jesus. Yeah, they that's what I thought. they skated over so much shit. That's what I figured. Um, um, but yeah, like when he's like, "Okay, that first day of school," when he expels three hundred people. Yeah, I'm like, ah, oh, he would not be able to do that. No, he especially because he's like, "Well, they're drug dealers and pushers." It's like. You gotta show that. Yeah, you've got to. You 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 cannot do that. And then when the whole, I'm and I guess I, I know he really did it. But like when he was barring, when he was locking the chaining yeah. and locking the doors, it's like as another teacher at that school, I would have been like, we can't fucking fires, dude. Yeah. And he's like, well, ever, the kids keep letting people back in. In that opening scene, when you had fucking Tony Todd help escort all those people off stage. He had like thirty people working for him. Yeah, there is no way that school has thirty different entrances. Right. Um, even as a school with like three thousand people, there is no way that school has thirty entrances. You should be able to keep those covered. Right. Without people getting in. Um, but yeah, just like when he fires one teacher, she's like, "You're gonna hear from my lawyer." It's like, damn right. Um, yeah. that union would be all over that because yeah, hard to fire a teacher. Especially one who's apparently very good. Because yeah. even the other teachers are like, she's really good. But she's not, you know, she doesn't help rewrite the school song like the like the other, like the assistant teacher does. Right. She's more concerned about teaching them fucking Mozart or whatever it is they were singing. Um, so she comes across as a bit hoity-toity, but it's like, again, um, why wouldn't she? She's taking these kids to a competition in New York. I'm kind of glad she's teaching them like a Mozart song. Yeah. You know, awesome. Um, a very young Michael Imperioli is in it. Christopher from yeah. Sopranos. He has no speaking role. He's he's one of the 300 that's originally pulled up on stage. And I'm like, hey, it's Michael Imperioli. Well, like, I don't, e- I don't even get think. better for him. I don't even think he registered on, like, my stats as being in that film. Because right now, because I've watched a lot of Spike Lee of late. He's one of the top actors. Nope. Holy shit. I think it does. I think it moved him up. Yeah. He is credited as being in Lean on Me, <laughs> even though he doesn't say anything. Which is weird, because he was in Malcolm X as a speaking part, and it didn't include but him in not. Malcolm X. Yeah. So, yeah, I would have actually watched him in five films right now. But, yeah, it's it's still... I still gave it, like, three and a half stars, because it's, it's an uplifting story, and... This was like our expo- our first real exposure to fucking Morgan Freeman, mm. and he's awesome in it. Uh, but yeah, he's a. I mean, they make a point of it that he's a big giant asshole in the movie. But I'm also like, yeah, he would not have been able to be. Can, can, he would have not have stayed principal of that school very long. No, and and, and that's addressed. Yeah, uh, to a degree. But he got the test scores up, so it doesn't matter. Darn right, he did. But yeah, it, I wouldn't like. I've never read up more on him. It wouldn't surprise me if a year later he got like his his teaching license revoked. <laughs> uh, he did, he did get. I, if I remember right, again, I haven't looked it up in years, but he he did get fired. Oh, like, sure. I, I'm pretty sure. I, I I say I don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, but Robert Guillaume can put up with him, so I guess right. I can too. Benson's in, and I am too. Uh, Michael Shannon is obviously at the top of my thing. He said five, mm-hmm. and it's not even really that I like Michael Shannon that much. No, it's just, yeah, I just like, happened to have watched all those movies, and then once it started, I couldn't stop. Yeah, it's like right now, um, my my top actors are very skewed because I watched four different Tupac movies this month. 
Yeah. Because I wanted, I wanted to watch all six, but I haven't got to it yet. Um, Sam Jackson being in five films is not a surprise. No. Is he, is he your number one all time? He's got to be. Oh, I yeah. mean, he's everyone's, right? far. Yeah. Oh, especially because, like, I didn't, um, I watched I Am Not Your Negro, which is uh, based on the writings of uh, Baldwin. Right. And he's the narrator. I, I didn't even know he was. I would have been, I would have been more surprised had it been someone else for, and, and I'm not just because we watch all those Marvel movies, but like, he's just been in so many things. Oh, I yeah. Mean, let's see. I'll, I'll go to my, uh, your all time, my all time stats here. Uh, I was more surprised at like who was two, three, four uh, for mine. Although I guess it's not that big a surprise. They're all huge stars. Um, yeah, my number one is Sam Jackson, 36 films. My number two is Brad Pitt, 20. De Niro, Gary Oldman, Robert Downey Jr., Woody Harrelson, J.K. Simmons, all with 16. Um, Buscemi, Ben Affleck, Johnny Depp, all with 15. Where's your? Where's Matt Damon? Um... I've seen 14 Natalie Portman films. Wow. Go back to your top. Yeah, Matt Damon is not here yet. What, Brad? How are you doing? You, see, I have... Matt Damon is my number two at 24. Wow. Well, again, a lot of this stuff with Matt Damon, I've watched probably before I started doing this and haven't watched him since and stuff. Well, like, these are just ones that I plugged in, too. Oh, in which I haven't. Okay. Because, like... Christ, the Born Supremacy films in the Ocean's Eleven are like seven films right there. Yeah, he, uh, he, he does not make my top list. Brad Pitt is three on mine at twenty-three. Hmm. Uh, but for the year, uh, this segues into my last one. Yeah, to put it this way, like my most watched films right now are all films I've seen twice on here. Oh, yeah, and. I've seen Avengers Endgame more than twice. I've yeah. seen Office Space way more than twice. Um, for my, for the year, once I, if I, uh, I was thinking I should, I should do it just to bump this up. If I rewatch uh, Parasite, then uh, Choi Woo Sheik will move to second on my list this year for uh, actors just from, uh, train. Cause I watched training Busan this week. Oh, what did you think and, of that? Oh, that was awesome. That, that was ugh. my review for train to Busan was as advertised. Yeah. Uh, I gave it a four and a half. It would have been a five, but there were one too many Hodor moments. <laughs> there's like, there's like a Hodor moment every 10 minutes, the last yeah. 30 minutes of but, that movie. But now they're watching it and you're like, yeah, how are they going to do an American remake of this? Cause they, like we've said before, they can just hop off the train at any point. Right. <laughs> jog alongside it uh, um but i mean it's amazing because like we've not seen any of these actors before really right. like if we watched a zombie film with brad pitt you're gonna care about that character i've seen a zombie yes <laughs> you care about that character because it's brad pitt whether yeah. or not the film has earned you caring about that character yeah this is a film full of people we know nothing about right and tell me you are not rooting for that fucking not the dad of the little girl but the dad you meet with the soon-to-be father. Yeah. Tell yeah. me you're not fucking rooting for that the buff guy. guy. Yeah. It's like, uh, you, you Spoilers don't... for Train to Busan. Uh, yeah, because he, he's the first Hodor moment. Yeah. Or, yeah, he's the first Hodor moment. Uh, yeah, all of them. I, I was... But he was... He all along came across as he's going to sacrifice himself. Mm -hmm. Clearly. 
I was broken by the baseball yeah. player and his girlfriend. Oh, hell yes. Like, the aforementioned... Everybody uh, that dies, you're like, fuck! And the people that are... And again, it's just like it's just like Walking Dead. The real villains are the humans. Oh, yeah. Which is the case. Yeah. Like, because uh, a lot of the... Whenever you're... you're uh, the characters you care about that you're talking about, whenever they die... Because I mean, every zombie movie is like, here's a group of people. The end, there's going to be maybe two or three. Yeah. So expect some. You, yeah. you, we're going to whittle down the cast here. Uh, most of them die because of something else a, a stupid person has done, mm-hmm. and not because they screwed up. Or yeah. um, so it, it's it's got that that kind of frustrating element to it, um, and I mean that in a good way, like. Yeah. You just, you dicks, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, I didn't, I did not need, the thing I didn't need was, uh, the revelation at the end that the company that the dad works for is responsible. Is responsible. Yeah. That either needed to be more fleshed out or don't even mention yeah, it. It's not, it's not necessary. I didn't even really know what he did other than, you know, businessman. Yeah. Cause you don't, you just know he's a businessman. Who doesn't make enough time for his kid. Right. I mean, it's pretty yeah, universal. That's the, that's the whole reason they're taking the train to Busan. Is because right. he's taking his daughter back home to the mother. Right. Um, after spending some time with him. Right. And you know he's not a great dad because he is a involved businessman. Right. And that's all you need. Yeah, you don't need yeah. the, any of that other stuff. I know that they're kind of universe building. Yeah. Because there's Peninsula eventually, which is okay, but not great. And there's an animated prequel called um, Soul Station. Huh. Which was made... Right around the same time, which isn't bad. It's 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 an anime. It's not bad, um, but this movie is perfectly self-contained. Yeah, and I like that. It, you know, it taking place on the train gives it something special because there are no real means of escape other than going from one car to the next. Right. I love the addition of the zombies stop moving in the dark. Yes, they just kind of stop. Yeah, and I like how that's like okay. Well, we've got a tunnel coming up. So we've got about a minute to get yeah. from this car to the next without them noticing us. Yeah. And you know it's not going to go well. Um, I like that when they're finally like, oh, great, we've made it to a station. Let's get off the train. Like, nope, that goes poorly. Yeah. Everyone back on the train. Um, right right through to the end. It's Most of the choices that are made are understandable choices in those moments. Yeah. There's never something, like, really, really fucking stupid. I mean, I'm... Again, you know, Dad is toast, yeah. but um, there was so many. He, he had a, he had like two minutes before the guy completely turned that he could have just chucked him off the train. Mm-hmm. I was just thrown off the train, Dad. Yep. Uh, I was thinking though, as, especially near the end when it gets really uh, hard to watch. I was like, Jesus. Uh, as the and I hate using this, but as the father of a five year old girl. Mm-hmm. A heads up would have been nice. Yeah. Uh, Because I was thinking, motherfucker, Dan, this is like... (laughs) Because it's rough at the end. Because it's impossible. And that's why I didn't want to give you a heads up on that. Because this film gut punches you. It is impossible to watch. I mean, anyone would be moved by it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's it's impossible not to see Tilly in that little girl. Like, I'm not the rich asshole businessman. But, like, I get it. And it's Mm -hmm. like... That last, the last like ten minutes is just rough, mm-hmm. um, but it's also it's also exactly what you kind of expected. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's not. It doesn't break any new ground. No, no, it is very much a it's it's a 
It's a zombie survival flick. Yep. You've seen this movie. It's a zombie survival game. It's a, it's, it's yeah. just, incre- they did such an incredible job getting you to care about these characters in a very short amount of time and using small shortcuts. There's also, there's a bunch, it, everything is, I mean, this, it's going to sound like a, a slight, but it's, it is very formulaic. Yeah. But there are some awesome shots mm. in this and awesome uh, sequences that are that did feel very fresh for uh, in the zombie genre. The whole dragging them behind the train, that is oh, an yeah. awesome shot. Oh, or when they bust out of the, the big giant windows onto the train. <laughs> oh, yeah, and the the uh, the when the the train cars flip and they're kind of trapped underneath it. That whole sequence is really cool. Uh, It's got a bunch of really, it's like there were some really original ideas for a very formulaic. um, And it shows that you can do that. You can do that with superhero movies. You can do that with zombie movies or whatever, whatever like uh, genre that you want to pick. That's like a, that's like a specific thing, like a zombie movie. It doesn't. It can still be formulaic and fresh at the same time, um, which, and it also that I was very happy with. I don't think there's a single jump scare, not in that which is traditional horror movie way. Yeah, which is what it feels like. A lot of it's it's lazy. Jump scares are lazy in general. I mean, it's okay to. I'm not saying they don't have their place, but it's lazy if that's, if every, if every, like Walking Dead, if everything is either uh, an attempt to shock you or jump scare you, I'm not interested in that. That's not, you're not, you're, you're essentially a, 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 a child if like your big thing, your gotcha thing is to jump you. Like, yeah. Okay, that's yeah, yeah that's, that's easy. That's yes. an easy thing to do in a film. Tilly can do that. Yeah, you know and she does she, do she that. Does. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's it's it it's, was refreshing. It's way creepier there. when Tilly leaves a pile of severed, you know, <laughs> doll parts, doll parts on the floor, <laughs> than her just jumping out from behind a door. Yeah. Uh, so I appreciated that it that it's uh, while it was formulaic, it was also. Uh, Fresh and there were no, there were no late, really lazy. Yeah. Uh, the baseball team thing, see that, and that's also that was a cool. There were two. Uh, it kind of goes to your point about getting you to care about all these characters. Like you really care about the two old ladies, mm-hmm. and you get why she does what she does. And the fact that it's a whole baseball team, and like they're all in uniform, it gives it a very uh, kind of Left for Dead feel because mm-hmm. he's got his weapon. Um, but the idea that like. These are, these are my friends, and now I've got to kill them, or they're going to kill me. Like that yeah. sucks. Well, that's the thing. It establishes a previous relationship between those all those characters yeah. with the simple act of they've all got uniforms yes. on. Yeah, ta-da. And it's not you don't have to be like, is that was that his friend from before? Yeah, these two old ladies traveling together. You yep. know, those two have a lengthy history. Yeah, just because they're two old ladies traveling together. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Koreans make some great fucking movies. Yeah, uh, and I, it, it's. It's not. Uh, it's not a case of because uh, a lot of these movies I'm watching are from the last five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that I'm just now. It's 
catching up to all these movies that were great to begin with. It's not. It doesn't mean that every Korean movie is awesome. No, but most of the ones we get, they are. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it's like it's like when you. It's almost. Uh, I compare it to when I finally bought an Xbox. Mm. It's not that all of a sudden Xbox was making all these great games. It's that all these great games that were already out, I finally have access yeah. to. And then it feels like... Yeah. Well, it's like if there's a... You know, if... I don't know what's... Uh, Iceland, off the top of my head. If Iceland, the only American films they got were by Paul Thomas Anderson, David Fincher, mm. and Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. They're going to be like, holy shit, all these movies are amazing. Yeah. Yeah, because we're... We're getting all the stuff from Bong Joo Ho or Chan Park Woo. Um, it reminds me, I, I, I'm, I, I'm hoping you want to watch this this week. Um, Netflix just recently got a new original called Space Sweepers. I've been seeing things. Um, it's supposedly incredible. Um, they're saying it's like South Korea's version of fucking Star Wars. I saw, I, I didn't watch the video, but I saw a uh, video graphic that said, Better than Star Wars? Question mark. Yeah. So, and again, it's like I've, I've when a Korean film comes over here in a genre, it's usually mm. pretty fucking good. Apparently, it wants to start playing. Um, so yeah, I bet we're getting the best space epic they've fucking done. Um, is the when is this? Holy shit! It's long. why are all these movies long? Yeah, it's like two hours and twelve minutes. But again, space epic, man. Yeah, space epic. <laughs> I'm just floating through the cast, and you got like it's exactly what you would expect from a South Korean movie, and then you get to Richard Armitage, okay, from The Hobbit. <laughs> had to have had to have an American in there somehow. Okie doke. He's probably the alien. <laughs> uh, he is Sullivan. Yeah, that's actually funny because there is not another. Oh no, Kevin Dockery is in this. That's the Kevin Dockery that I know. That's pretty funny. Uh, is that uh, a March movie or is it out now? It's out now. Okay. I added it. Um, I still haven't. I might just have to watch Handmaiden and have Robin be on her own because I don't know if it takes forever for us to watch. Because like that and uh, and also Old Boy, I don't want it to be a kids are coming in every five minutes and yeah. I want it to be, you definitely got, don't want them coming in during old boy. Oh no, no. But I mean like <laughs> I want two hours where I know yeah. I'm going to watch this whole thing. Um, there's, there's some things are, are okay for, although I do like your, uh, your idea of watching anything with subtitles on a tablet cause it's closer. Mm-hmm. Um, although sitting right here, we're yeah. a, a foot away from the TV. That's fine too. Um, yeah, so I, I that that would go. That I've also put the host on my list. Oh, I love the host and mother, which you watched mother recently. But it no is ex, not that no much. exclamation. No, this this just, is just mother, mother. Also, yeah, both of those are Bong Joon Ho films. Both really fucking good. Uh, put, I'm I'm excited because um, Criterion is putting out. His other film, Memories of Murder, out in the collection, I think, in March. Yeah. March or April. So I'm very excited to see that, finally. And and again, that's one, one thing that Korean films do incredibly well, is they will have many different types of genres in one film. Mm. They're, like, when you try to describe what Parasite is to someone, it's hard. Because yeah. there's so much going on. 
it's easier it's easier with something like obviously with something like space sweepers and, and train to busan but yeah like parasites a movie yeah <laughs> you know i don't know i don't it's it's you, about is it a drama yeah it's it is, but it's also like it's one that horror film fans were very excited about. Yeah, because well, there's some when horrific it was, elements in it. When it was first, I say it like someone brought it to me. When it was first presented to me, the way it was from the marketing, I guess is what I'm saying by presented to me. I assumed it was a horror movie. Yeah, I did too the first time I was, it's good, not, but it's not not at all, except um, for kind of part of the end. Um. He, but it's all, it's, I mean, it's a film about class warfare. Yeah. Most definitely is. It's also a caper. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a family drama. Well, and it's, it's all, it's also a, a caper of like a, almost like bumbling. Hmm. Uh, Cause yeah. they're not super good at it. <laughs> no. Especially dad. <laughs> no, he's dad kind of an, it, he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the other thing that you kind of, that it's, it, what I've really liked about, watching these Korean movies is the the even if you even though you're reading subtitles mm -hmm. people's speech patterns are different like in a different language and it's mm -hmm. not just Korean it's uh, especially anything that's not Latin based like English mm -hmm. that we're used to like when so, when you translate French a lot of the the idioms and the and the the way that you talk about people and the way you describe things are, are very similar. When you get into uh, languages that aren't based on uh, Latin or what you're used to, just the way people talk is sort of odd at first, but there's an authenticity to it. Mm. I think it might yeah. be off-putting to some people that like, why are they talking like that? But that's, that is how they talk. That's how they talk. Uh, that's how the language is constructed. Um, so I've liked that. And then along with that, it's the whole, uh, kind of the end of a, an American movie would never, an, an American movie, if, if an American director made, I'm going to say Amer yeah, 10 times, made Parasite mm -hmm. just independently, like, pretend in this world that this person like wrote this movie and it was an American movie. It would not end the same way. Oh, That's God. not how, oh, no. because it's, it's just, it's just not how American movies are made. Mm -hmm. You just yes. wouldn't do that. American audiences, for the most part, wouldn't the, the a generic American audience would, would be not like, stand for it. What the fuck is this? What do you? What is this? Uh, oh, that, like, what have you been making me watch? Yeah. At that uh, point? So, and, and that's that's part of what's fascinating to me about it. And I think without knowing, see, I, I part of my reason for wanting to watch Old Boy so bad is that I have been avoiding spoilers successfully wow. to this movie for a decade. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on it then. You know what I mean? I yeah. it's amazing. That, that to me. is amazing that you have not I had have, that spoiled. For I you. have no idea what the big deal is for old boy. <laughs> I can't fucking wait to talk to you next week about this. But uh I totally without even knowing it, because I'm I'm kind of I wouldn't say well versed in Korean movies, but uh I've watched enough of them at this point mm -hmm. to be able to one hundred percent understand why Josh Brolin old boy did not work. Mm -hmm. Even though it's Josh Brolin and made by Spike Lee. Yeah. People who are capable creators. Yeah. It it, it just it doesn't translate. You well. can't. Yeah. You just can't do it. It's it's kind of like I've still never even seen it. 
like oh really do you know do you do you like know about it like what did they try to do the just the exact same thing no i i I haven't even I, i will eventually one day watch this but part of me was very much like that film is perfection yeah to me and old boy was like one of my first introductions to korean cinema yeah um and i was just like holy fuck they do stuff they do some stuff differently over there. Yeah, it, well, um, it's so, but it's such an amazing film, and it like it carried with me for a very long time. That I was just like, "Why are you trying to do this, Spike? Like, yeah. this is. Did you need a paycheck? Doesn't seem like you would, but this does not seem like the type of movie that you make at all. It, it just, I, I, it, it makes total sense in my head why doesn't work and it's not in a the british office is better yeah dick way yeah it's just it doesn't land the same you know this would be like oh okay the people who made all the fucking uh, like howard's end and remains of the day yeah they're all of a sudden gonna tackle a war film like an action like a hardcore like nick cage action movie or i'd I- be like this is a weird choice for them why are they doing that or taking it to just a different medium yeah uh, if it's hard to take a uh, a French rapper seriously that's trying to do American hip hop, yeah. it just doesn't. You can still do hip hop, yeah, but you can't try to do American style hip hop mm-hmm. because you can. You just can't, yeah, and it's different. kind of the same. It's the, it does it doesn't sound it doesn't feel authentic coming from mm-hmm. you, and it also it's off putting. It's like if like an American star all of a sudden tried to do K-pop music. Yeah, you'd be like that doesn't work. It's like if Josh Brolin tried to do Old Boy. <laughs> it, it's all the same thing. It's like it just doesn't work when you do it, and if you're going to do it, you have to change it. And if you change it, what's the point? Yeah, what are you even doing at mm-hmm. that point? So. I think, long story short, stop trying to recreate things. Yeah, um, I, I get stop, it. That do not make Train to Busan. I get it that there's money to be made, yeah. but damn it, just come up with something. Really, you don't need to do trade. Just do a different zombie fucking movie, yeah. and you'll probably make the same amount of money without pissing people off. Yeah, because, oh my god, we just this is the theme of this show. Yeah. Once again, the people that have seen Train to Busan yeah. are going to be pissed. Yeah. The ones that haven't aren't going to give a shit that it's Train to Busan. Yeah. If it's fucking train to Santa Clara, <laughs> I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Uh, and again, where, where, where's that train going to be going? Santa Clara. I just told you. I don't is know why. I'm, I don't know why I'm picking on Santa Clara. What, do you think it's is it going to be an East Coast thing? I, I think picture, it's. I think it's like New York to DC type of thing. I could picture it being a uh, Chicago to. I could picture something like Midwesty. Yeah. Midwest city ish. I don't know. That's a long fucking train ride with nothing in between, though. These are, these are, I say that these are all bad ideas. That's the only reason I picked New York to like DC is because in between you've got got Philadelphia in between. Um, You've got other cities in between. Baltimore is in there. Baltimore is in there. You've at least got other cities in it. But yeah, if like you're going, like, where's Chicago going if it's heading west? Aurora. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, there's so much space in between. It's like, that's a long ass train ride right there. And I know California's got a lot of a lot of rails out there too. So maybe it's 
Maybe it's uh, West Coast. It, I, I'm sure I it's know. more. I'm sure it's what you're saying. I'm sure it's going to be an East Coast thing because yeah, of what you're saying. They're all either way. It's not. It's, high, still, it's not high speed rail, and it's still a bad idea. Yeah, like don't do it. But they're they're, they're gonna. They're gonna, and it who will is, be who is making it. Oh, yeah. I have no fucking idea. It'll be moderately okay. And what are they going to call it? I mean, you can't call it Train to Busan. That doesn't make any fucking sense. No, it'll be like Train uh, to DC or something. It's why? Just, why? Why, are, why are you why doing? Why are you it? doing this? Because <laughs> uh, again, if you if you know the source material, you're going to be pissed, and if you don't, you're not going to care. I exactly. don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand the, the 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 the. I don't understand why you'd want to do that. And from a a as a creator, I, I mean, other than obviously you're you're gonna get paid but like you said it doesn't matter you if you just made a zombie if you just did one that was like well <laughs> i just taught myself out of that what makes because we just said that it's a very formulaic movie what makes it train to busan is all the cool shots and also the the, the, the high-speed train and stuff are you going to just recreate all the things that make train to busan cool because at that point Again, what are you doing? Yeah. Because it is a very formulaic movie. Just make a fucking zombie movie and call it whatever the fuck you want. If you really want that train to Busan money, Jesus, just invest in a fucking dubbing. It'll be just as bad because it'll be dubbed. Yeah. But you haven't had to spend money. You haven't had to spend a hundred. You haven't had to spend a hundred million making that movie. Yeah. I did have uh, the issue I had with Train to Busan, and it's not a it's not a, a, a gripe with the film is. In the raid, there's a lot to look at, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they're not talking during those times. Mm-hmm. In Train to Busan, they are. Mm-hmm. So I missed a lot of lines. I had to rewind a lot. Oh, yeah. Because you want to be watching it. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, they're talking. Like, in the raid, they're just fighting. And there's not a whole lot of mm-hmm. talking going on. The talking goes on in between. Uh, in Train to Busan, there's shit going on all the time. And, yeah, I, I had to hit the 10-second back thing oh, yeah. multiple times. Because I missed a lot of lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you want to be watching it, um, but again, that, that's not really a gripe. That's just a yeah. in the theater that might have been a gripe, but oh yeah, sure, home, sure, home video, no. sure, yeah, because you can take that once the scene is over, you can rewind back to see what you missed, right? And that's that film is very well paced. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, very well paced. It, it does that tense breather, tense breather, very yep. well. Yeah, I was never i I did watch it in two parts. But it wasn't because of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just gonna. Yeah. It didn't get to a point. It got to. A, I knew I was only gonna have time to watch like half of it one night, uh, and when it got to a point, it got to a good stopping point. I did stop, and it. But it wasn't because it lost me, and then it had to get me back. Whereas a lot of movies are that. That Prospect movie, we we started it like three nights ago, and last night. Uh, I think I was ready to watch Handmaiden last night, but Robin said, let's finish that other one. And I was like, oh, fine. So good. I, so was re- good. I was ready to leave Prospect alone. You should also uh, see if Robin wants to watch Stoker. Because that's the one American film that Chan Park was I, w- I was wondering about that. and I, I, it's, I think it's fucking great. I it's, didn't put it on my list because it, it's not on anything. Really? No. Oh, that sucks. I know. Um, I'll find the Blu-ray. I have it. Double check. I thought I looked it up and it wasn't available. Yeah, it's not on anything. Okay, I'll 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 bring over the Blu-ray so you guys can watch it. It's yeah. so good, and it's 
it's got American. Well, not American yeah. actors. Most of them aren't American. But <laughs> <laughs> right, but it's got it, it's, it's got people you know. It's yeah. got people you know. Um, but yeah, that film's fucking gorgeous. Yeah, so fucking beautiful. Man, he could direct shit. Yeah, because I got um, I ordered from Arrow the Vengeance trilogy. Mm-hmm. So I've got Old Boy. Also, it comes with like a two-hour-long documentary about the making of Old Boy on like a separate uh-huh. disc, which I'm excited about. And then uh, Lady Vengeance and Sympathy for Sympathy for Lady Vengeance and Mister Vengeance, or I've got that backwards. It's either Sympathy for Lady Vengeance or Sympathy for Mister Vengeance, and then Lady or Mister Vengeance. Um, I have not seen the other two, as obvious by my fucking up of the titles. But uh, I, I'm I, I'll be watching all three of those this week at some do you, point. Do you have the? Uh, is it I see the devil? Oh I, yes, yes, you, I have that on Blu-ray. Okay, yeah, because that's not anywhere either. Really? Um, God, that's too bad. It's not streaming. Anymore. It was at one point, and I had it on a list, but again, I think it was. I, it, I think it was on Amazon for a while. Yeah, it was either Amazon or Hulu that it was on. See, for this quite is a while. streaming sucks, people. Well, it doesn't suck if if you can find the stuff. It's great. Oh, I've been, I was pleasantly surprised when I went through earlier and just kind of, through, yeah. when I, like the host and mother mm-hmm. and I put, I've never seen Spirited Away. Oh God, uh, I can't, oh, let oh, me know yeah. when you watch that because that was one of Connor's favorite movies as a kid. Yeah. He fucking loved Spirited Away. Um, I bet, I bet Tilly would really like that. Yeah, too. that's what I was thinking. I might try that. Because um, it's one of those kids movies where shit's kind of creepy and weird. Yeah. In ways that kids like. And I put Princess Mononoke on there. Um, and Ogjo, which was a, a Netflix original. Yep. I, mm-hmm. It was on my list for a long time and I never got I never, around to I it. I never got around to it either. I it's, put it back on, on there. My list. Uh, that's not going anywhere because that's a Netflix original. But yeah. Um, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised that I, everything that I was... Like you look at some at one because yeah, the Ghibli, the Studio Ghibli stuff's all on HBO right now. Mm, yeah, that's yeah, that's the thing. Uh, like all of it. Like, so, oh yeah, you want to watch some? Uh, what's his name? Hidega Matasui Miyazaki. Miyazaki, yeah, um, yeah. All his stuff is on there. Yeah, all that Studio Ghibli stuff is on there. Totoro is on there. Because yeah, I remember, I got, I got, yeah, I noticed his stuff at first because of Princess Mononoke. Yeah. Because Neil Gaiman wrote the American script for it. Yeah. Um, so I had to watch it. And, it, like, Miramax put it out. It had, like, a ton of American voice actors in it. And then Princess Mononoke was the next one to come out. God damn, that was so good. Yeah. Uh, man, he's made a ton of movies. Yeah. He, he, he is Japan's Walt Disney. Yeah. I say a ton of 36, but that's still 36. It's 36 more than I've made. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a animator guy, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Considering most of those take at least a year or two to make. Right. You're making one movie a year. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the and it's weird that I just I don't have any interest in like I have a bunch of great things on my list. I have no interest in watching them right now. I don't. It happens, but that's the thing. Don't force yourself to watch them when yeah. you don't want to, and because then your grade will come off yep. because of that. Like I'm. I feel extra guilt about it because it's Black History Month. I have no interest in watching One Night in Miami right now. Like, oh, you should, though. My, but my interest is so far from that. that <laughs> Yeah. What's funny, though, watching Ali last week for mm-hmm. the first time in, since it came out, there's a whole lot of shit from One Night in Miami in that. Really? Yeah, like Malcolm X is in it. Talking played, about that. Played by Mario Van Peebles. Um, Sam Cooke is in it. Uh, I, I do believe they even mentioned Jim Brown at one point, though I don't think they had anyone actually... I don't think he was actually in it. Yeah. But uh, it's still, yeah, because it takes place around the Liston fight. Yeah. So I was like, well, shit. 
I now have two perspectives on this movie. It is on this on this meeting. It is weird when you watch two movies about not the same exact event, but yeah, they they cross and it's almost like, hey, wait a second, yeah. Especially because I, I had seen Ali when it first came out. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't take anything away about that Miami scene. Yeah. Why would you? That's not, why would you? Yeah. Exactly. But now it's like, oh, oh yeah. After watching a film that pays close attention to that part, I'm like, that was a very important moment. Just like... Uh, yeah, I got to see Malcolm X like, assassinated like twice in two days. <laughs> yeah. And oddly enough, Spike Lee shot it way better than Michael Mann did. Huh? Which is weird because you think Michael Mann, you think Heat. Yeah. You think a lot. He can do that. That motherfucker knows how to stage action. Collateral. His staging of the Malcolm X assassination sucked. Yeah. Especially coming after seeing how Spike Lee did it where it was just amazing. Yeah, and I also watched Selma, so yeah. Malcolm X did not have a good week for me. <laughs> um, Man, it's just not getting any better for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had that feeling when I watched uh, when I watched the the John Adams series this year. It's like, hey, Hamilton reference. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He of was, course, he was there. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Uh, yeah, and then uh, going back to Hamilton and hearing the brief things about John Adams, like. I know all the backstory on that little thing he's talking about. Because uh, in, in John Adams, I think we talked about it when we did it. Uh, in John Adams, he he reads uh, an essay that Hamilton has written about him. And it is vile. Like, he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Like, he rips him to shreds. It's, it's, uh, uh, it, so it's cool when that happens uh, in, you know, historically close to accurate things. Um, oh, shoot, there was one other thing about something about historical accuracy that I was going to say. But I forgot. doesn't matter. Holy shit, we're at 220. Uh, so next week we will we'll have watched uh, Ooh, a bunch of stuff. I will go. not be able to do next week, though. Okay, good. That gives me two weeks to watch <laughs> it's these It's Andrea's things. birthday next weekend. Okay, so, so yeah, that's out. Have to, out. have to go do that. So in two weeks, mm-hmm. oh goodness, how many will why, how many will we be at? That's like 28 movies for you and 14 for me. Uh, hopefully, if I st- stay on this pace. Uh, but that I being know. said, I have to watch two movies today. Because yeah. I'm at 98 movies so far for the year. Oh, So yeah. if I can watch... The thought of watching 100 movies in two months with one of them not being October mm. is astounding to me. Because mm. I usually can nail 200, 100 between September and October. Jesus. But, yeah, doing it this early in the year, I'm like, fuck. Uh, I'm, I'm just... I'm, I'm at 42 for the year, which is just amazing for <laughs> me. Yeah. Um, and not as many as I would have thought are rewatches. My my rewatch ratio is about seventy uh, percent original. Yeah, watch. I, I haven't rewatched. Yeah, uh, last year I did because I did such an intensive '90s watch. Mm. A lot of my shit was. It's bound to it has to. Yeah, but yeah, this year my uh, what's my ratio here? Look at my chart. Probably it looks like this about seventy thirty. Holy shit! It looks exactly like mine. Okay. Yeah, mine is it's uh, thirty out of forty-two. Have well, been yeah, our two thousand twenty-one releases. Yeah, our first two charts look almost identical. Yeah. Se- seventy thirty. Yeah, I'm yeah. at seventy percent. Yeah, amazing. So you're slacking on your reviews, dude. Oh, I know. I'm. I'm. I. I. I get to. I should just put what I put mm-hmm. instead of like, oh, what should I? Now just. I usually write the first thing that fucking comes into my yeah. head. It's very it's... rarely anything mm-hmm. more than that. I don't know why I don't just do it. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm in search of a great movie so far this year. I have nothing higher than a four yet for 2021 releases. Everything's either a four or a three. That's weird. How many 2021 releases have you watched? Six. Yeah, see, I've only watched two, and both of them were fine. Mm -hmm. Nothing great. My most watched producer is Will Ferrell. How is that even possible? He produces a lot. Hot Rod, Booksmart, and Vice. He was, I think, one of my top producers. But right now, it's Brad Pitt. He's my top producer. Hmm. All right. Oh, he did Selma. He produced Selma. I knew he produced 12 Years a Slave because he cast himself as kind of the white savior in that one. But uh, Although, yeah, I, I saw you wrote that in your review. I felt the same way when I watched it, but uh, that's what I... Holy shit, how did you do that? That's what I was going to talk about, about historical accuracy. 12 Years a Slave is very accurate. Yes. So the that's why I'm okay with the Brad Pitt character because that's pretty much exactly what happened. Oh, I'm okay with that happens. character. Yeah. I dislike that Brad Pitt oh, cast himself in that. <laughs> okay, yeah. Because it's All like... Right. That film is not filled with superstars. Yeah. At all. Like, Chiwetel has had been in stuff, but he was not like, holy shit, that's Chiwetel Ejiofor. Yeah. And um, it was And, and the next Lupita. biggest role, I mean... Fastbender's probably the biggest star in other than... Him that. and uh, Benedict. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, as soon as Brad... I'm like, that's Brad Pitt. Yeah. It... Cast it with someone else, because immediately I'm just like, that's Brad Pitt. <laughs> Hey, look, it's Brad Pitt. Yeah. Brad Pitt has come to save us all. It's like, I know you produced it. You put up fucking probably a ton of the money for it. And you yeah. can do whatever the fuck you want because you're Brad Pitt. Yep. Give it to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, but I, my, my thing was uh, that, that at least it wasn't like this. Made up. Made up yeah. character. Like everything that he does is is exactly what happened. Uh, or, or at least exactly what happened according to yeah. Northrop's book. Uh, which is really all that matters. Well, it's um, funny too because like Steve McQueen talked about it in one of the featurettes I, I watched, where he he wanted to make a movie about a slave who had, who had, had found freedom and then was recaptured, mm-hmm. and he just couldn't get his fucking. He was trying to write it and he just couldn't get his fucking. He couldn't get it written well. He yeah. could not do it. And then his wife's like, "Well, why don't you just do this book?" Because <laughs> he had never heard of it. And he yeah. wrote it and he's like. Well, fuck. Damn it. That's someone, exactly what I wanted to do. I wrote this book. I, I, okay, I'll just have that. Okay. It worked out well for him. Someone should have talked to him about close-up making out of old people. <laughs> I'm still not over that. <laughs> I don't need to see Liam Neeson making out with people from like two inches away. Steve, come on. All right. Back in two weeks, then. Ugh. Hopefully this audio comes out. I'm excited for it. I'm excited to hear how this audio comes out. Yeah. Let us know in the comments that, even though there aren't any. <laughs> even though, let us know on Facebook on some random post. <laughs> All right, bye.